It's time for the return of the real deal CSP. All right, the good stuff. Okay, it's Sunday evening. All three of your hosts are back, and we're getting down to business. We're bringing you the serious, hard hitting. Oh, sorry, as I burp into the mic. Conversation that you have come to expect over the last twelve years, as recognised officially now by Brian Alvarez. Okay, Brian Alvarez endorsed CSP. Okay. Uh, so I'm back everyone, hello it's Barry, it's been a few weeks since you know I was off and then we took a week off and it's been ages since I've sat down on Mondays. So this week we're getting down to business, okay? No more half hour on how you spent your life savings on cards, okay? Um, Paul, Paul's shutting down websites because they can't get the inventory in, um, in time to- Oh my god, Joe's gotten a case, he's gotten a lunchbox! Oh my god, oh, this is ridiculous. These look like the type of things Big Show would store his like Destiny Pro controller in. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Paul has a, 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 um, a book, a proper sticker book from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, of course, Barry, Barry wasn't here to, uh, to, to join in the resplendent uh, autographed Mox card. Oh, that's great. Fantastic. That is great. We, we, should, we, we do need to start doing a video version of this show. Well, I mean, I'm about, I'm about to eat my dinner during the show, so I prefer that this isn't the week that we do that. Look, uh, cocktail sausages, hello, hello, <laughs> and a plate full of leaves. <laughs> I mean, you know what? So long as you're nailing the basic food, you got protein and you've got green. That's that's yeah, the, those are the things. And a you Coke need. Zero, and and zero. a Coke and a, and a Coke Zero, a ze- Zero Sugar. Um, the, uh, the we we in this house we were just recently um, getting reacquainted with the greatness that is the cocktail sausage. Mm. Um, it's a uh, fine we, invention. Even even frozen, we got some frozen ones from Aldi recently, and they were banging, absolutely banging. Um, you just can't go wrong. You just can't. These one, go these wrong. these are from Aldi. These are Aldi yeah. brand. Uh, I will just let the listeners know I will be eating during the show, but I'll mute myself so they won't hear me going. I'm choking on food again. It's good that they got one good um, uh, uh, sample of it there. On the subject of food, I I cannot contain this any longer. I've been waiting till we did this podcast to tell this story. Okay, I have not tweeted about it because I wanted it to be a CSP exclusive. Okay. Lots of stuff got on the last few weeks. I have plenty of other normal life stuff to talk about, but I wanted to lead off with this, lads. Okay. Uh, is my anniversary with Brona this weekend. We went out last mm-hmm. night. We had a lovely night. Beautiful meal. Beautiful meal. And then uh, this morning, we were up kind of early. Um, uh, so we said, you know what? Let's counteract that beautiful meal. Let's go get a McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah, McDonald's breakfast is one of those things. I don't love it. I don't get it very often. But sometimes you just want a McDonald's breakfast. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it, it's it's just like normal McDonald's. It has that certain something where you just wake up and you're like, I would fucking murder a McDonald's breakfast. So what we got... Went to McDonald's. It was quite busy. It was quite busy. And it, it actually always is whenever I go for breakfast. People go there a lot, I guess, to get their coffees and stuff. We're sitting there. We're eating our, 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 our double sausage McMuffins because it doesn't fill you up very much. So you got to get a double. Do you know what I mean? And uh, just as we were getting ready to leave, we were wrapping up. We were eating our, our, our last few bites, finishing off the hash browns and all that. A woman came out of the bathroom. And said at the top of her lungs, I swear to God this happened. And if, if Brona wasn't there with me, I don't think anyone would believe me, but she will verify this. 
She came out of the bathroom and said, uh, I don't know if you have like a plunger or something, but you might need it because I'm after plugging up the toilet. Uh, if you give it to me, I'll, I'll do it out of mind because this happens to me all the time. Also, even if you have like just a stick, I can just you can just give me a stick and I'll just do it. And nobody knew where to look. Nobody knew what to do. None of the girls behind the counter even responded to her. And she just went, yeah, okay. And then she walked off and just walked out. Um, uh, I, I, first of all, when someone walks out, and when I say she said, she did say it at the top of what she was legitimately yelling in a, in a polite way. She was not, she was not like a mental person. If I can just say that she wasn't having an episode. She was just, um, in a very busy McDonald's where it's probably hard to hear you. She was just at the top of her lungs, very loudly and proudly letting the staff know that if you have a plunger, I've gone and done my signature act in there. You're going to need it. Um, and the bit that made me feel like I was on a jackass hidden camera bit and couldn't believe this was real was when she turned around and said, this happens all the time. And yeah. if you have a stick, I can go in and free it myself. I, if someone else had said this, Harry, I wouldn't, if I didn't see it with my own two fucking eyes, I would not have believed it. If, I, hang on, hang on, hang on. If it happens all the time, surely <laughs> take your own stick with you. Take you know what I mean? Yeah, like even even like you know what you can get those little fold up metal straws. We get to I was going to say planet. it's yeah. the new metal straw. It's yeah. the shit stick. It's like a metal straw just, in Amazon. Yeah, just like a little little um, you know skewer for lack of a better term. She's probably in there. She's probably trying to use the McDonald's straws, but she's like, oh, they're paper. No, this is the opposite of what I need. Um, so that story has been burning a hole in my chest. Uh, for about what are we at? Like twelve hours now uh, since that happens. So now, that as crazy. as a single man, Barry, I do have a question. Did you get her number by any chance? Because, <laughs> um, uh, well, it's funny. I have your sword. I didn't even have to ask. She wrote it in shit on the wall. So um, <laughs> you know, don't kink shame me. No. Girls, girls who do big old shits. That's my thing. And announced them as well. It was the confidence of the announcement that really. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and it was just one of those things where the two of us were looking at each other and not saying a thing, as if to say, "Is this happening? Is this actually happening right now?" Um, so that was the highlight of my week, uh, mm. while I, or my two weeks, or God, has it been three? I had, I, well, I had a weird story as well. I did tweet this, so unfortunately, it's been spoiled for anybody who saw this. I was in Lucan, which is one town over from where I live, uh, for my dad's birthday. We went, we went out for the birthday, and I watched a man. Get a brownie, a little square brownie that was in a wrapper, I guess from the local centre. I don't know. I don't know okay, where I got it. Uh, this, now, this person who I'm talking about is like a 17-year-old a kid, I want to say. Okay. So the futile rebellion of it is not lost on me, but it's such an odd thing to do. Went in and presumably bought this brownie somewhere, opened up the wrapper, dropped the wrapper on the ground, and that was my original... What the fuck is this guy doing? He's just, just like brazenly littering. Because you don't yeah. really... I feel like you don't see littering as commonly you as, don't. as you used or, to. Or people think they're being sneaky when they do it. Yeah. But no, just... But then just put the brownie in a post box. <laughs> was he at least... Were there at least some girls watching? No. Because, uh, I mean, that's class. That's pure class if, if the girls see you do it, you know. Um. Very odd. Very odd thing. It's the oddest thing I've seen since um, I saw the Irish flag in the bin that time <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day. 
and similarly a tear rolled down your face at that yeah. disrespect to the brownie um yeah that is that give is, it to me i would eat it that is a that is a really odd act of rebellion or vandalism because, like I say, so he's not showing off to anyone. Also, who are you spiting there? They are you, you're going like A P A B. All posties are bastards, and you're gonna just like you're gonna show them. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, like the postman's gonna be t- taking the letters out. Oh wait a minute, this one's got no address on it. Wait, it's a brownie. <laughs> Maybe it was a gift. Maybe it was. Just, <laughs> it, was oh, a like, tip. it was a tip. Yeah. Pay it forward. I'll just yeah. uh, give the postie a brownie. Uh, yeah, yeah, that postie is going to be hoovering it up. Um, yeah. One, do, uh, do you know one form of vandalism that I can assure you is I'm I'm very happy to confirm it is still alive. There's two cars. Uh, in the car park in our apartment building that I think I legitimately think have been abandoned. One of them I don't think has moved in the two years we've lived here. And it's incredibly dusty. And I can just rest assured that people do still write, I am gay and I suck cock in dirt on, on car windows. When, when clean me. Are, uh, uh, clean me. Still see clean me. That is that is pure 1950s comedy, but it's still alive and it's well on, on, on vans. Um, and not, not, only, not only, you know, I am gay, but also just drawings of cocks. Um, uh, yeah. uh, dick and balls r- drawn on these people's cars. Um, that's still going strong. So, now, to be so. fair, if you were gay, you probably would draw a dick. That, that's um, logical to me. I mean, you say that, but no. I've never, I've never seen that. The, I in the in the two weeks I was away from the show, I did see the 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 pride parade, and they did not have dusty cars with willies Barry, drawn on them. Come on, you're gay. You're out in the world. You're in the mood for a quick. You know. All you've got to, to, to hand is a dusty car. Oh, no. I don't even know what <laughs> joke you're making. They're having, a little, they're having a little wank to the dusty <laughs> oh drawing. Oh, my God. Look, and he's, he's, he's sitting there like a six-year-old, drinking his Coke, eating cocktail sausages, laughing away to himself at that gem. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrible. Cute. It is weird that you don't see... Well, I guess a knob is funny. We don't see... The lady parts are drawn so frequently. I think I think they're less funny and harder to draw. It's harder to draw. What, the other yeah. thing, actually, is as you it's were starting to say, that, I was thinking, yeah, but it doesn't really come across the same way a willy does. Do you know? Yeah, so someone thinks it's, it's it's birds drawn on it. Yeah, because it's funny. But as I as we sit here and talk about it, I kind of realize you still. So they do still draw it in dust. Um, I actually don't see like marker or graffiti willies as much mm, yeah. anymore. Mm. I feel like those are less in vogue now. Mm. Now, because it was a dust willy, are you sure it wasn't Ric Flair? You're on a plane. You were looking at. Um, yeah, I, I. Well, it's 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 possible it was his mummified remains. Um, he might have just knocked it against the van and left an imprint <laughs> oh, of um dust. You do oh. see occasionally. You see a pair, nice, lovely pair of tits in dust. Yeah, I've seen that. I think before or drawn on a wall. Okay, nice. bragging. I was about yeah. to say bragging. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Obviously, did have a wanko for the dust. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh folks we're back. Uh, we're back we're back we're back we're in that kind of mood today yeah we've uh, uh we've we've brought it back i think we're all going slightly delirious from the heat um yeah, um i uh yeah again in my in my time away from the show i haven't been able to document my horrible sunburn that i've gotten um i got sunburn right along my like waist so i look like a superhero with like a utility belt um basically just like where my shorts end and my my shirt begins there was a little gap so i have like bright red love handles right now 
and I have a, I have a classic, a classic farmer's tan in my ankle because my legs got burned when I was wearing shorts, but they stop at the ankle sock line. So um, it remains hot in Ireland. It has broken somewhat. We're out of the um, incredibly intense 20, high 20s, early 30s, but we're still in that kind of muggy, incredibly humid late teens, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I actually kind of preferred the high 20s, early 30s because it was like just heat. It was just heat. And you could you could deal with it however you want to do. I I can't stand the eighteen degree gray kind of moist humid weather. I, that's my least favorite. So, um, but also you are less likely to die in it than you are in the thirty degree heat. So you win some, you lose some. You know. Mm, it was it was unbearable. Yeah, two days. Well, I think day one was thirty eight degrees. Tuesday was was forty. It did pretty much everywhere break forty degrees. And it was like you go outside and you feel like you've got a hairdryer blowing. Oh, on you. That's, that's literally like what it feels like. So we just sat inside with the curtains closed, windows closed, so the, so there's no hot air coming in, and just fan on like permanently. Um, just sat here working in my pants. Like I, I tell you what, I had a lot of Zoom calls on Monday, which was incredibly annoying because I had to put a shirt. <laughs> I had to put a shirt on and turn the fan off, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, yeah, come on, let's get this over with. Shirt's got to come back off." um but yeah it was it was unbearable um and it is i think i mean we've had some hot days before but it rarely ever goes above 35 like, and that five degrees is a big jump going from 35 to 40 you don't realize like quite how much hotter it is than, yeah. than just a hot day so yeah quite scary and like some of the bushes in our garden literally burn black from the heat which is when you start to actually see like climate change in action. I mean, you see mm. like your plants burning in the 40 degree heat. That's when you start to realize that uh, mm, maybe we should do something about this. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe politicians should uh, pull their finger out, baby. Maybe. Um, but we did actually end up ordering an air conditioner as well. Because <laughs> we were like, if this happens again, we can't sit here with a fan on. We need like Which you actual- probably will. So, you know. Exactly. It's going to, either this summer or next summer or the summer after. It's going to be that kind of heat again. So, splash out on a little portable air conditioner, which I think will will pay off itself in the years to come, assuming we don't all just perish. Well, yeah. What what will happen first? That's what we have to figure yeah. out. Yeah. Um. Any other life guff aside from burning up in the heat? Mm, went to um, went to a little gig on Thursday, which I will talk about in music guff. Um, but needless to say, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I'll save it for Music Gov, but it was Heim at the O2 Arena, and it was a fantastic show, but I'll give it a full review then. But the only other thing we've been up to this week is watching a lot of the uh, women's football. Oh, yeah. Um, so the Euro European Championships 2022 have been on, delayed from last year. Uh, they are being hosted in, in England. Um, we did try and get tickets, but it was all sold out pretty quickly because it is very popular now. And they're not at huge grounds either. They tend to do some of the smaller grounds, so there's right. not like tens of thousands of tickets. But uh, yeah, I've been watching all the games and um, I have to say really enjoying it. I think I started watching the women's football, or the, the international football at least, kind of regularly about 10 years ago um, when England were in, a, I think, the World Cup or Euros and I have to say it has improved like drastically since then. I mean, it was all, you know, it was never as bad as kind of certain chauvinistic, like male football fans make out like, Oh, women can't play football. <laughs> um, like it wasn't, it, they were never bad, but there were just certain moments where the, like the kind of semi-professional level sort of showed through and you were like, oh, okay, that wouldn't happen in the men's game. But now to me, you watch it and it's, 
technically and athletically it's as good not as good as the men's game but you know on that on that same kind of professional level sure. so i really enjoyed watching that and england through to the semi-final so you know it's coming you know it's coming you know it's coming it's i was gonna say yeah they're doing they're doing quite well which i imagine probably wouldn't help with the ticket sales uh, yeah. uh they're probably sky high on the on the resale i'd say mm. um yeah when's that when's that wrap it up uh, semi-finals are on Tuesday and then the final next Sunday. So mm, might be on at CSP time. So we'll see. <laughs> you might be getting a live commentary on the podcast. Here. Yeah. You can just, yeah. Uh, oh, it. we can do, we can do one of our, we can do one of our commentaries versus we won't talk about it. Then we'll just release a big long MP3. And it's like, <laughs> all right, all right. So um, we're going to sync up guys. We're going to count down to three and you need to have it paused at when they're just about to kick off. Okay. Um, Us three doing commentary on, on, on be good. any sport would be great. I mean, it would oh be great. God. The other thing we've been up to, which uh, Barry and Paul will be able to see behind me, is a bit of painting in the bedroom. Yes. Uh, we've gone for a lovely uh, willow green colour, just quite a sort of light pale green in the bedroom. It used to be plain white, which was all right, but kind of, yeah, a bit depressing. So, yeah, nice uh, serene good. green. Yeah. yeah. So we did that this weekend, so got that over with. So, it's, yeah, pretty good. So that's been an exciting week. Excellent. What about you, Paul? Well, let me stop eating my cocktail sausages just long enough to uh, That's it. talk. Uh, I'm playing a lot of golf. Actually, okay. just got, I just got back from a game of golf. That's why I was a little bit late to the old recording session. Um, nothing crazy. Just a, we have a small par three course, which is a five-minute drive from where we live. So me and my friend Sean have been going and having a knock. Uh, did start raining today, but we ploughed through. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I'm still yet to get a birdie. I've got a few pars, which is nice. Which is a par is when you get the score what you're meant to get. So mm. if they say this hole's easy, get it in three, then you get a three. That's a par. Birdie is better than three. Bogey's worse than three. Lots of bogeys, but uh, the odd three, which is pretty good. Um, slowly improving. We'll probably take some lessons at some point, but uh. It's it's a nice activity, especially in summer, to just get out and be out in the sun. Question mark. Obviously, it was raining today, but um, and having a little objective and a little score. Oh, we have to beat our score from the last time, and you're you know, da, da, da. very nice. Um, apart from that, so I, I think I've been three times this week. Jeez. I went today I went yesterday. I think I went Wednesday evening as well. Uh, it's only ten euro. So for a ten for like two hours activity, ten euro is not too bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, I have my own clubs and all that, so just Ooh, look at me I have my own clubs. I, I don't know what the joke is there. Why that's funny. <laughs> is it you a little uh, country club boy with his little clubbies? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, you got me. Gun him, gun him. Um, and then obviously, as Joe and I was were discussing last week. <laughs> Ooh, my new obsession, my new fascination. <laughs> his my cards. He had to sell all his clubs to get them. He actually doesn't have any anymore. No, and this 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 room is just a green screen now. I just live in the street. All I have is a green screen. <laughs> Quite um, literally in a house of cards. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. So, oh my god, Joe's just pulled up his deck as well. This is a comical amount of cards these men have. Oh my god. So I I, I, I got my delivery already, Joe, that I was pending as per last week. Yeah, I got mine um, 
the one from the website you recommended. I got yeah. those. They, they came in like a day because it's obviously. I've, actually, it turns out the shop's about six miles from here. So they're not, <laughs> they're not that far away. But yeah, it's they great. came pretty quick and I got another two. So yeah. So I have finished the base set. Really? Yes. Well, you've opened all your. You've opened all six boxes, have you? Oh fucking! Of course. I'm not gonna. You, you can't tease you, it out. Just fucking give me the payoff give me the already. Give me the goodies. I want Cesaro, Zack Sabre Jr., where they do the finisher ten seconds into the match. Ooh, yes, please. Um, so I do have a load of doubles. So you and me can catch up. Let me know what numbers you're missing. I'll see if I have mm. them, and I'll send them over to you. Um. Whatever you don't need, Barry, if you want, I'll send them to you. If you want some Ooh. cards, I don't need them. So I'm not doing it anymore. Uh, but the base set is completed, as you can, as you guys will be able to see. Full. Nice, nice. The, the base 100, I got all all, all 100. Um, and then, do you know the main features cards? Mm. I didn't realize that I had as many as I did. I need like five of those to complete that set. What so I have. Mean? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I did have a little look, looky loo on the eBay.coms. Yeah. Oh, Coder. Jericho. Yeah. Santana. I have Santana. Okay, I've got, I've yeah. Got I mean, to give you an idea, I've, Joe. I've got gold Sean Spears. Oh, oh fuck. I have, I have gold Cody. Oh, my God. Uh, um, but anyway, without blathering on about cars too much, yeah. I, I needed like five of those. So I went on eBay.com and I found some of these main feature cards, the specific ones, for like two euro with one euro shipping. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Just to fill in the blanks, you know. Sure, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, I, 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 don't, I don't think you spent enough money money on this yet. So no, keep going, keep, keep, keep it going, keep it going. Uh, I don't have enough of the canvases to bother finishing those. Um, top ropes, I needed like three, so I get some of those. How many? How many top ropes are there? So I've ten. only got one so far. There's ten, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the ten. I've only got Mark Quinn, Ooh. but I've got the red and the gold. Oh my god, Joe's got like ten. <laughs> So, so let's get to the main event of what else I got. Uh, unfortunately, nothing that will beat the uh, the Taz uh, mm. merchandise oh. one and the uh, the mock signature. But I did get a little uh, the butcher. Oh, nice um, t shirt or whatever. A bit of that. Yeah, yeah. And I did get a little merchandise Luchasaurus. Oh, was it a scale? No, it's just it's like a t-shirt. So sorry, well. these these have a little piece of material in them. Is that the case? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You have received a trading card with Luchasaurus AW memorabilia that has been certified to the Upper Deck Company as having been worn by the featured wrestler. Pretty um, cool. That was pretty cool. And then I was very upset to see. I don't know if you got any of these, Joe. In lieu of an autograph or a merchandise one, they do these little Wednesday in action cards, which have no personalized touch of them. They're like thick like the merch ones. So you go, ooh, I got something real good. Oh, it's just a card. Yeah, I haven't had those I got two of those. Bit disappointing. So that's that's my pulls. So base set finished. I did get a few of those red ones. I know, Joe, you have the like the dynamite uh, take on to you, don't you? Yeah, the shinies, the shiny shinies. But the, the, the red shiny one. That's like oh, that's the best. Of the no, show. I haven't got. It's just shiny, not red shiny. Oh, it's, it's um, from away probably. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, okay, I thought you showed me a red one. I forgot which one. It was. No, no, I've got like. So I got this is one of the, the very good ones I got. Yeah, that's that, that's shiny the, uh, sting. 
That's the pyro one, I believe. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. My collection. I've still got a few boxes to open. So I'm, yeah. I'm well, you're due. Like you're due some some good picks still, I believe. Uh, I did get very nicely one of the 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 red shinies, uh, a Brody Lee, which is a nice one. Oh, to get. nice. Dynamite Brody, and I got one more. I think I got a dynamite Tully Blanchard, possibly. But yeah, the cards are great. They look great. They're fun to collect. You actually. Six boxes was way overkill. I think I, I think I, yeah. I thought I needed way more cards than I actually needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I have a, a, a dynamite Tully Blanchard as well, which is nice. So I I did get a, one special card. <gasps> oh, he's got something. I love. It's not it's not quite a Moxley, but it is an autographed card. Oh, here we go. It's uh, last week you said Moxley was probably the most reclusive, you know, person on the roster. Oh, hang on. This is probably the least reclusive person on the roster. Someone who's very good at self-promotion, self-branding, podcasts, documentaries, all kinds of uh, things. Live from the studio apartment. It's oh, cool. very nice. Yeah. That's so, pretty um, cool. I was quite happy with that. You know, good, lovely Colt Cabana. So, yeah. And I don't know. They are pretty rare, the autographed ones. You don't get that many, do you, so? No, yeah, I, and, and the one you got is in the same subset as me. I think that's one in 768 yeah. packs or something. So, hey, we, we each got an autograph. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So we'll see see what comes in the rest of the boxes. But uh, Yeah, well, knock yeah. on wood for you. So, yeah, so I just have a few more single ones coming to fill out some of the blanks in the, the other sets. But my goal, like Joe's, was just to finish the base set first and foremost. But having got the boxes, I realized that I was a lot closer to finishing some of the other ones. Yeah. The only one I'm not at all close is the canvas ones, because there's just fucking too many of those. Yeah. There's like 40, and I have like six, so I'm not going to bother with those. <laughs> but um, yes, Joe, like I said, uh, let me know what uh, number ones. Maybe maybe when we finish, I can go over and grab my box of doubles, and you can tell me mm. what you need, and I'll see if I have. Well, I need to open all the rest of mine yet. That's the problem. I'm probably going to get... Oh, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> so once I've opened them all, then we'll, we'll do some swapsies. You might not need any at all, and then yeah. I'll just send Barry. Well, like, we've basically, probably got a whole set for Barry as well. A whole set. Great. I didn't even have to spend any money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any uh, I don't have any valuable collectibles, although we, we're, we're still chugging along with like packing and organizing things for the house, and I did find... I don't know why I kept it in its box, but I did find a Funko Pop that I had not opened um, mm. that I got for like three quid from a bargain bin. And it was, um, it's Devil Gin from Tekken, right? So, you know, like Gin with the, the big uh, fucking black uh, angel wings or whatever. And it was still in the box. And the box is slightly faded because I had it on the windowsill for ages. And so it's a little bit sun bleached. And I was like, well, it's still a pretty good nick. And I just put looked up on eBay just out of curiosity. And for the first time ever, because they, they're mass produced and most of them aren't worth a shite, I was like, this is a Funko Pop that is actually worth more than what I bought it for. Mm. It's currently they're current they're currently now in mint condition and stuff like that. They're going for like sixty quid on eBay. Um, mine is quite noticeably sun bleached, so I don't. So I was kind of thinking I might just flog it because I don't collect them or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's as far as my collecting has gone in the last few weeks. Um, not yet on the uh, uh, the trading card bandwagon. Um, on the subject of organizing and moving things, though, I will say that this is looking to be. One of 
the last CSPs I do from this apartment. Ooh. Um, as we've been given a rough estimate um, of about 10-ish days before we get our keys for the house, which is very exciting. Nice. Uh, so the very long, very slow, very painful journey uh, of house hunting, which we started in January and then we went sale agreed in April. Oof. Uh, and here we are rolling into August, hopefully, hopefully getting it done. I don't, I don't want to jinx it by saying it's locked in because none, because nothing is as we've learned through this whole process. So, so yeah, lots of, uh, packing and throwing things away and organizing and making decisions about what stays and what goes, um, uh, to be done. And indeed lots of room painting coming up, which I have never done before. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's life guff for myself and for all of us indeed we can probably uh jump into music off here joe how was the aforementioned heim heim gig heim heim, heim. heim. yeah the get the the tour is called uh, one last heim or one more heim, <laughs> so. um it was fantastic i think it was the best gig i've ever been to uh, i'm not that i'm like an avid goer to gigs and concerts i've been to probably a couple of dozen but I, I love the band and also, as I spoke about, you know, previous episodes, the experience of actually going to the concert is obviously huge as well. Most of the ones we've been to this year, we've been stood at the back with people in front of us and I couldn't see anything other than their, those people. So it was a bit shit. Um, this, however, was great. We had seated, seated tickets in the O2 arena not in the upper bowl where you get fucking vertigo and feel like you're going <laughs> to fall directly down to the floor. A bit like when Barry was at WrestleMania and he yes. <laughs> felt like he was going to fall off. Um, we were in the, the lower bowl, which is actually pretty good. And the other good thing is once the, once the concert started, everyone just stood up anyway. So we're all kind of just standing by our seats. So you kind of got that, um, that freedom to sort of move, enjoy the music, but also you know, you've got your own little space. So like no one's like encroaching on you, dancing into you. So that was great. So the experience was great. I got myself a nice big uh, Pepsi Max, uh, which I drank all up. That was nice. Um, and yeah, the, the gig was just fantastic. I mean, I, I really like Heim. Um, I've been a fan of theirs since their first album came out in 2013, um, which was Days Are Gone. Uh, I listened to that album a tons that summer so it's very kind of stuck in my mind and associated with with that year um yeah and i've enjoyed the the two albums they put out since so they they, the music's great but also just the way they perform and the kind of chat between the songs they're just so entertaining they're like they really put on a show they all play different instruments like one minute they're on the drums and they're like quick the guitar and then one of them's doing the lead vocals and all kind of swapping and interchanging with all the different instruments and uh, and taking their turns doing leading on the songs which was great um the way they're kind of laid out you know the the songs and the set list and everything was great and just all the little touches it was it was a brilliant performance i loved the music i loved the experience it was it was great and to cap it all off they brought out a surprise guest um halfway through and we were like mm, who's this gonna be and it was taylor swift like, <laughs> what like I mean, I'm not like in particular a huge Taylor Swift fan, but she's but still. one of the biggest like recording artists, you know, in the world the last 10, 20 years. Um, so that was an amazing surprise. Michelle went absolutely fucking mental, screaming her, screaming her little lungs out. Um, yeah, and they just they did a song with her, which was fantastic. This was the last night of the tour, so I think they went 
you know, made a special effort. And God, yeah, the, the fans that were there. I mean, I don't think they're like, I wouldn't call them like a huge mainstream band. I mean, I think most people maybe have heard of them or heard some of the songs, but they're not like this kind of real big time band. But they sold out the O2. It was like, you know, 20,000 people there. And everyone there was just so kind of into the music and the experience and everything. It was, which made it extra special. You know, it was like going to a really hot wrestling show where everyone was like really into it and really kind of into the music and it just the whole kind of vibe and everything. So yeah, best, one of the best live events I've ever been to, not just concerts. So that's, you know, I can't rate it higher than that. That was high. Well, sounds great. Very good. Um, timing i just finished my cocktail sausages excellent i was pushing until now. until paul finished i, was, I saw that last You're, one going in he, he, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah um i did listen to one album this week uh the killers who you might know from uh that song um they're back uh with an album called pressure machine now i know what people will be thinking listen to this uh paul pressure machine came out Last August. Why are you only reviewing it now? Aha. Well, you see, the deluxe version of Pressure Machine ah. was actually only released this year. So uh, I don't know when exactly it came out. I don't know if it was actually that recently, but it was certainly within the last seven months. Um, so the killers, like I said, you might, you know, what, what songs do the killers do? Uh, somebody told me. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, yeah. Mr. Brightside. All that, right? So their first, for, just for the record, Hot Fuss, great. Love, 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 love Hot Fuss. Great dance, electro, pop rock record. Obviously, Killers notably took off first in the UK, despite being from Las Vegas. So there's a bit of a UK slant to them as well. Uh, Sam's Town, their second album, really enjoyed as well. When you were young. All that. Right. Great. Love it. Then you had Day and Age, which is the one with uh, Am I a human or am I a dancer? Which I wasn't a huge fan of, but still no. still had that killer sound to it, admittedly. It just wasn't my thing. And then I haven't listened to the like the three albums in between. But now what we have is that the killers are, are basically no longer an electro dance pop rock band. Hmm. They're like a Bruce Springsteen tribute band now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so this album is all I was sitting in a dusty bar and then she walked in with her hair all there and then I was sad because my horse died and then this happened to me and while some of the songs are listenable uh, and actually some of them I, I, I quite enjoyed the album overall is, is, is very monotone in that faux springsteen way uh, as everybody, Brandon Flowers is a really good singer, yeah. but his voice doesn't like have the grit for that kind of music. That kind of I'm looking back at my life and thinking about things that I've done. He's too like clean and too yeah edgeless. Right? Yeah, I get you for that style of music. Mm. So, uh, also this being the the deluxe version of the album, it goes on for an hour sixteen of what are all basically the same sounding songs. Um, God, I was dying out for a synth to start playing, but there's none of that. He doesn't have, presumably doesn't have the little synthesizer anymore that he used to stand behind. Um, so yeah, I listened to that and then I listened to a bit of Hot Fuss again and I was like, oh, 
this is what the killer should be. Why do why do bands like that show up like fully formed and then slowly start stripping away what makes their sound unique? You know, yeah. I think Ar- Arctic Monkeys went through that same pattern. I think Franz Ferdinand have gone through that a little bit. And each each album as it you know comes out is a little bit further and further away from what made the, you like them in the first place. And that's certainly, I think, true of this new Killers album. If I wanted to listen to Springsteen, I would just listen to Springsteen at the end of the day. Um, he's got enough good songs of his own to not mm-hmm. have the Killers try and ape his style. And knowing that the Killers have, are these like uber successful rock bands for the last coming up on 20 years, it's it's also hard to buy into the music as being so... I'm just from yeah, from their soul because they have they have that experience. You know, it's like, eh, yeah, do you? Yeah. It comes off a little fake, but it, it was perfectly perfectly listenable. Like I said, um, it does kind of all merge into one. But there's there's some good tracks on there. I really I really actually enjoyed the first track, and I thought, oh, here we go. This is going to be something that maybe I thought I wouldn't enjoy, but I'm actually more into. But it just kind of it, it's a bit a little bit dull. But certainly better than Worm Rot from last week. So oh we're, yes, we're on an upward trajectory at least. But um, yeah, that's the killers. I, I wish they they would do more more dancey poppy stuff. But it's they they're singer songwriters now. They don't do that anymore. Alrighty, and that's a uh, music guff for the week. Uh, we'll jump into telly golf here. I haven't really watched too much since I was last on the show. Finished up uh, The Boys, which you guys talked about last week. I don't have really too much else to say other than it was really good. Again, really, really strong finale. Uh, if I had a criticism, I would say that if you care about like things being way different when a season ends versus where it started, then this was a season where there wasn't too much of actual consequence changed over the course of the of the season. Uh, that was one knock. But other than that, I thought it was the usual. Extremely entertaining stuff. Just very funny, very biting. Uh, some good action, some good laughs. Uh, so enjoyed that. Uh, I still, I feel like I've been watching Miss Marvel for like a year at this stage. <laughs> I like, I never really do this, but it's the type of thing where I've like twice during two episodes now, I've kind of stopped it halfway through and gone and done something else and just started like watching something else. And then I came back and finished it. Uh, I think I said this with the first two episodes, but it's kind of like the further it goes along, the more it starts becoming just a fucking Marvel thing. And it's just way less interesting. Um, uh, You know, you're fighting interdimensional baddies and running away from federal agents. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm I'm done with that. So, um uh I have not finished that show. I'm like halfway through the second ep- uh, second to last episode. Um so I will probably finish it this week. Um I did I said also I still have not finished Obi-Wan either cuz I'm basically the same. I'm just like uh, I don't care. This seems incredibly pointless. This whole show, it seems incredibly pointless. Um uh, what was not pointless and what was actually quite good was the first episode of the rehearsal, uh, which I watched. I have not seen the second episode, which was uh, aired two days ago or two or three days ago. Um, I will say that the first episode was fantastic. And about halfway through, I wasn't certain if it had the legs of something like Nathan View. The episodes are, first of all, twice as long. 
And I was like, I don't know if I need a Nathan Fielder thing to be this long. Especially when Nathan for you was two segments, sometimes mm. three in an episode. And this is kind of like I'm working with one guy and I'm doing one bit essentially for 45 minutes. And I was like, I don't know. And the first half I was like, this is kind of funny and stuff like that, but I don't know if it's fine. And then the payoff in the second half was great. And I think it was kind of, it managed to be legitimately like kind of intriguing in a weird way. And, and there was a little bit more of that build up and payoff um uh in 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 the the first episode of the rehearsal versus Nathan Few, which was a little bit more gag based. Mm. Um so yeah, first episode great, love it. I think it's got that perfect balance of what you expect from him versus it being something a little bit new also. It's not just doing the same thing again, which I appreciate. Mm. Um and yeah, I'm looking forward to the second one. Uh where where are you boys on on it? Yeah, I watched the first one, thought it was pretty amazing. Uh he just it's almost, it's not really a comedy, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's, it's like a weird kind of reality ex- experiment thing. Like it's not, mm. it's very funny bits in it. And it's almost like very, very dry kind of humor. Like to spoil it, there's a, there's a bit where he takes this guy who's a trivia pub, pub quiz trivia kind of player obsessive. And he tries to feed him answers by taking him on a walk through a neighborhood and having people just randomly say, oh, so this wall was built in uh, 1782 yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, oh, that is obviously very funny. Um, but I, I, yeah, I did really enjoy it. It reminded me of the kind of extended episode with the the Bill Gates impersonator. I can't right. remember his real name, but where he kind of deep dives into his life and his regrets. And I guess that maybe where what inspired this series, or maybe that was a, a, a kind of pilot for this one. Totally. Almost. Um, Cause it's kind of similar to that, but yeah, I did really enjoy it. And I think it was worth, it, it, it takes its time to get to that kind of payoff, but it's worth it. Once you get there, once you're actually in that moment and seeing it play out, it's like, Oh my God, this is, yeah, this is pretty cool. So I, uh, yeah, looking forward to episode two, which I'll watch soon. Yeah, guys, I'm totally on board. Yeah. So I watched the first few episodes of Nathan for You this week. <laughs> okay. I'm a, nice. I'm a little bit behind. I'm catch- yeah, I'm slowly catching up. Um, obviously, I heard the buzz that the rehearsal got, mm. so I said, okay, people have been telling me for too long to watch Nathan for You. Have That's- you not watched? Oh, I'm shocked at this. I've never watched it. I've never and I've, t- I've, I've talked to you about you- what TV shows you've watched for a decade, and I'm surprised at this. I know, I know, I know, I know. And I'm, I'm a fan of the... I guess genre uh, really like uh, Sasha Barrett Cohen stuff to a limit. Uh, Nirvana, the band has a bit of that in it. And now Nathan for you. Yeah. I've watched the first three episodes of season one. It's up on Amazon prime. So I've been watching yes. it there and very enjoyable. Very funny. Uh, obviously the conceit, I think the conceit works better than something like Borat because with Borat, even though, you know, I love the Ali G show and the first Borat movie I really enjoyed. I wasn't so hot in the second one. The second one felt too manufactured to me. Uh, Nathan for you, it's great because he, the whole goal of the show feels like he's, he's actively trying to elicit a, a, a crazy situation and, and crazy responses from people. And he, he, he's like prodding them, not in a way that feels artificial, but like you can tell that he's, having fun in trying to get people to say wacky things or act in a wacky way. Uh, that was evident. And I think the first, the, the poo yogurt episode, the first episode when <laughs> he's in the focus group and trying to, trying to get mm. the woman to admit that she's, she's eaten poo before. 
um <laughs> what have you though uh really great really really funny. there's there is because it, it's just and it's high praise to compare him against Sasha Baron Cohen, but I feel like he may be even better at embodying that role because it's way more believable. Like, yeah, well, he's, sometimes, he's, sometimes, but he's doing it without doing the fish, in, fish out of water stuff. You but know? That, that, and that's exactly it because sometimes there's like a meta layer upon the meta layer of Borat where the joke is not only that, oh my God, they're so silly. It's also like, do you not see that this is obviously a man in an outfit going, hello, you like to do racism with me? It's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, and that's, that makes it funnier because they go along with it. But with Nathan, for you, it's kind of like, I can kind of understand why people don't think anything about this guy other than he seems to just be a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, those, that, I mean, it's, it is a, it is a show that does not dip in my opinion. I think it's all great, but I think you'll, you'll enjoy it more as well. Cause without getting into any specifics as all, cause I can't wait for you to see it for yourself. It builds upon itself and kind of becomes something completely different by the end in a way that you won't even see, you won't even realize it's happening until it sort of happens. Yeah. Um, and there are meta through lines that are completely different uh, and also the difference, I think, I think the thing that separates this from a Borat or a Jackass or a thing like that is that those tend to operate in a fairly basic joke structure. And it's usually great. I mean, I love Sasha Baron Cohen stuff, but with Nathan for you, I feel like he's way more of a absurdist comedy aficionado and he's a master of, he can, he can weave like social faux pas comedy in a way that's. Almost Agreed. to the point that it feels like it comes out of something scripted, but he works it into. He's not just going in there and saying, "Here's here's the poop yogurt." Do you know what I mean? And that's a funny enough premise on its own. But he his social interactions are so insanely great. Uh, uh, it's 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 really special. It really is. Yeah, I will just advertise to people again. Nirvana the band has a lot of those elements in it. Um, which is why I recommend it to people. Now I know that I've kind of gone without watching the super popular version and instead I've been watching this very, very indie version that no one's ever heard of. But I'll just I tried to start watching that recently and it got pulled off all four, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. it's not it, I I and I don't know where it is since as well. I have No, you have to find it on the internet. Unfortunately. Yeah. I still have a Google Drive with everything, but mm. it was on all four for the longest time. And actually the all four versions were like on censored as well which made it even yeah. better than the versions you'll find on the internet but a shame a shame because nathan fielder fielder yeah that's the right guy i sorry i mix him up with the other nathan from uh with the big chin what's his name uh nathan well, something nathan big chin <laughs> the, 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 the lad who looks like uh nathan drake from uncharted oh um Fuck. What's his name? He's Nathan something. Oh, right? I mix him up with Phil. I don't know if Phil is. Anyway, he's, uh, yeah, he's actually. Philian. There you go. Their names are close. Close names. Yeah, yeah, and he played Nathan Drake in a fan film as well. But that's exactly. Cool. Nathan's everywhere. Uh, yeah, really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I've been watching this week. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay. I... We will jump on over to the movie gov. I have not really watched a lot of movies this year. I was kind of realizing I was looking at my my list of of um, 
2022 films that I've watched. It's fairly paltry. I've got some time off work coming up soon. I'm thinking like I gotta watch a lot of films. I got I gotta get through that. I gotta get through that movie watch list. That all I do is add to it and never watch anything on it. <laughs> um, uh, like uh, I like they've got Vendetta up there, which I really want to see. Um, uh, you know, Titan. I still haven't seen things like that. But um, we decided to check a big one off the 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 um, the list this week, and we decided to go and see Thor: Love and Thunder, which is funny because we only went to see it because we said let's go to the cinema, and it's literally the only thing that looked remotely appealing that was on compared to like Jurassic Park fucking nine or whatever it is. Because um, I was honestly, I was I was perfectly happy to wait for Thor to come to Disney because the turnover to Disney actually seems really quick now, and I was yeah. like, I have no desire to see this thing in the cinema, but it was all that was on, and we went to see it, and uh, ooh, baby, <laughs> I don't know if it's just I I I don't know if it's just if if. Waititi has lost it, or or maybe there was mitigating factors or what. But this was this was pretty poor. Um, I have to say, I mean, it had all the usual Marvel problems. We don't need to get into them for the umpteenth time. Didn't look especially great, you know. Whatever, who cares? That stuff is um, is whatever. But it, it it was on a really like basic level. It was very messy. There was a lot going on. Um, we're this deep in the MCU and we're getting so much of their stuff. Disney series, movies upon movies upon movies. They just announced they're doing two Avengers movies in one year in 2025. So much. And yet in this movie, there are multiple sequences where it's like montages and incredibly rushed uh, origin stories are like, here, 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 here's Christian Bale's character. This is who he is. This is go. I'm like, okay, but you produce 18 bajillion hours of content a year. Why don't you put out a little Christian Bale miniseries or some shit during the year? Why do you put out Moon Knight, which was unwatchable garbage, and then for your <laughs> your big, one of your big set piece films of the whole calendar year, which is what this, what this is, especially after Ragnarok was so popular, you have, okay, here's Christian Bale's character, and here's a very real bad rushed opening uh, uh, prologue scene in the film it's so laughable so like 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 Christian Bale's character is like this guy who um he he was a, a he's a a devout servant of us of a set of gods and his his family and his country and everything else falls to shit dies in famine and drought and his daughter dies in his arms and he stumbles and he basically be, he finds a secret weapon that that imbues him with incredible power and he becomes the god hunter or the god butcher i believe is what they actually call him but the scene where they explain all this is about 10 minutes long at the very beginning of the film they just rush through this whole story the opening shot is his daughter dying in his arms he then he then immediately finds the gods who are being incredibly like it's like a scene out of like a ps2 god of war game the gods are being as big assholes they could humanly be they literally (laughs) he find he finds the weapon uh, that that imbues him with the ability to kill gods, literally right next to the gods, and they go, oh, "We're just celebrating um, killing this beast who wielded that weapon." Don't look at that weapon, by the way. That is the weapon that kills us. Anyway, shithead, get fucked. Like it's such <laughs> a terribly constructed scene. I could not believe it. Um, and then it's just, uh, I think a, li- a little bit of the problems are MCU bloat because you've got Thor, and then you've got Natalie Portman's character. You've got. Korg, 
they have to weave the Tessa Thompson stuff back in, but she doesn't actually do anything of any importance in in the actual movie. She's basically the equivalent of like Rocket in the Guardians. She's just there to be in the fights and tell jokes. She's not an actual important character. She doesn't have an arc of any, you know, do you know what I mean? She's not anything really important. And it's just, this was maybe the new benchmark for like um, the tonal inconsistencies and the really insane ramming in of jokes. And the thing about it is, I realized with this one is like, this is, this, this movie is so dense with jokes and they never stop telling jokes and no tension lands because they won't stop telling jokes. There are so many in it that I think this is one of those things where you don't even look at it and say, oh, it's a comic book movie. They have jokes. Or you, I don't even think you can call it an action comedy anymore. I think this movie is is just a comedy. Like it's not even a, a, a genre fusion. It's just a comedy, which is fine. But the other biggest problem with it is that none of it is funny at all. Uh, which is kind of a problem. So they're they're like undercutting every dramatic beat with a joke, and none of it's funny. There is literally a uh, "he's behind me, isn't he?" joke in this movie. Um, My favorite, is, yeah. And it's like, but that, but that's the thing. It's like, okay, you're doing ten million jokes in this movie to the degree that, like I said, we don't really think about it this way. But this movie in particular is like this is just a comedy. There, there, there is nothing to it other than jokes. But that's the level of joke. And it's like, okay, you've completely undercut all the drama, all the fantasy. Like most of these movies, none of the fights are interesting to look at. There's no cool choreography. The visual effects are bad. Your main priority is Thor Funny Man. And it's all whiffs like that. It's just all stuff that's so cringe. Um, yeah, it's it's a mess. It's, 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 um, it's one of the worst ones they've produced, I think, so far. It would be near the bottom of, a, of an MCU list if I was to put it together. Um, yeah, did not like mm. it. Uh, Russell Crowe uh, is in it as Zeus and he is so unbelievably shit that it does loop back around to being funny so it is a so bad it's good performance and then in the post credit scene they establish him as the villain for the next one I'm like well I'm not going to take that seriously pal he's like he sounds like um, um, uh, Gervais doing Caligula on the old XFM shows (laughs) come to me uh, that's what he sounds like. He's dread. Um, yeah, the, and, and as always, like with, the, with most Marvel movies, but especially with a, a YTD movie, there's like a handful of things in it that I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I wish that idea was in a better movie. I wish you ditched half of this shit and fleshed out that idea. The scene with Zeus, where they go to basically, they basically go to God Planet, where all the gods hang out and do mm. orgies, and that scene's kind of great because they're all like shitheads. And they're all, uh, um, uh, all they want to do is drink and fuck. And they don't want to be bothered with like, oh, this guy's coming to kill us all, but we don't care. It's fuck time. And I'm like, oh, I kind of wish there was more of that in this movie. It kind of made me really long for like, like I, I referenced God of War earlier. Kinda re- it kind of made me want for a bit of fiction like that. Make a big blockbuster about a guy who's like, oh shit, the gods are all shitheads. I'm going to kill mm-hmm. them all. Um, yeah, it's really bad. Christian Bale's also in a collected about like 20 minutes of the film. He's barely in it. Guardians of the Galaxy all over the marketing there in the opening scene. They're barely in it. Um, yeah. Messy, disappointing. Um, and all that on top of the fact that there's then just there's the fatigue as well. It's just like you've seen so many of these at this stage. It's mm. no longer means anything. But yeah, that was that was Thor. I was I was bummed out by it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah, it was a shame. Even the even the cameo from um, Matt Damon, Sam Neill, oh, the yeah. other Hem, the other Hemsworth, whichever one it was, 
Um, that was quite funny in Ragnarok. It was like, oh, look, it's Matt Damon playing Loki. Uh, mm. uh, and then they just did it again here, pretty much the same thing. And But then they were in another scene as well. And it was like, why is Matt Damon just playing like a background character now at this point? It's gone from cameos of him playing like a shitty actor in in the town. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, Tim. Tim's been there, and again, he he's there camping it up, going, "Ooh, should we write a play about this?" When like they've just had a scene where like literally all the children were snatched out yeah. of the village, which yeah. is the, that's the best example maybe ever of, of of the MCU tonal whiplash. They try and act like that's this horrible thing, uh, and then it's straight just it's into just bullshit straight away afterwards, and it just it makes it mean nothing, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's this week's MCU minute, and then they announced seven million projects. Ooh. Multiverse saga coming up. We got phase four, five, and six. No, I phase four is nearly <laughs> finished. <laughs> phase four ends with Black Panther, is what I've read. Yeah. So that, to which the teaser dropped uh, yesterday. Mm. Um, and then phase five, there's going to be a whole load of stuff. And then phase six will be two Avengers movies that are all about the Secret Wars. Well, there's right. a, there's there's a third one with that. I forget what it is. There's something, there's something, and then the Avengers. Is it Guardians Volume Three? That's in Phase Four. Five. Uh, who cares? Phase. Well, yeah, yeah. Guardians is this no next Christmas. Um, yeah, mm. I mean, they. The funny thing is, it's kind of like they. They. This is going to sound like really like filthy casual, and like I, I, I don't care if Spider Man's not involved. But like when they when they come out and they announce these things like Echo, I'm just like I just don't like I don't know who that is. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And like it's all well and good for the freaks in the Comic Con hall who are the the diehards, but I just don't know how people can get excited about this kind of stuff. And I read comic books, and I'm, mm. and I'm just kind of like I just you know it's very hard. Well, Echo like, was from Hawkeye. She was the deaf girl in Hawkeye. Okay. So right. she's at least been in a she's been in a Marvel thing she's already. She's been in a okay, thing. But enough, she was like a, ter- a tertiary character in in a series about a tertiary Avenger. Yeah. Like how deep do you want to go? Like I, I said last week, what what Marvel needed needed to do post Endgame was like contract back down, not to continue to expand. Right. To the point where you're doing like you, okay, the problem at the moment is Blorco cameo at the end of the movie. Right. But the direction we're going is Blorco TV show. Right. Movie. Yeah. You're making t- you're making an entire series now about characters who nobody knows. And I suppose you also highlighted an issue there. Is I didn't realize that character was already in a Disney thing, and that that kind of that's that's another part of the issue as well. Is like these movies all being interconnected was cool to begin with, but now that it's like okay, well, if you're not watching all seventy hours of Disney Plus content, and I'm not even doing a joke there, like how much have they produced so far already in terms of the just Disney Plus stuff? WandaVision, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Moon Knight, Miss okay. Marvel. I mean. Hawkeye. That's six shows there, ten episodes, six between six and ten episodes each. So they have legitimately pr- produced dozens upon dozens of hours, and now the next line of stuff is coming off of that. And it's like if you're not, and again, I know you can't just make Iron Man movies for the rest of time. I get that, especially when the actors leave. But it's just, it's just very hard to care anymore about all this stuff. It's like trying to watch AEW. You know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't watch Ring of Honor. I don't know who uh, Bob Bobson is, and he's the Ring of Honor Internet Champion. But now, <laughs> but now he's wrestling Chris Daniels in the main event of Dynamite for some reason. I don't know what's going I, on. Yeah. I don't watch Dark Elevation, mate. I don't know who Moon Knight is. <laughs> I don't know who. I mean, that, that's Blorco right? Junior. <laughs> in if you look at Phase One, you had your Iron Man, Thor, uh, Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man again. 
and Avengers, right? That was phase one. So you were setting up your characters for your your big thing. Who? But who? What? What are the the Avengers now? That based on the films they're doing, it's Shang Chi, Eternals. <laughs> they actually that was one name that was missing from the next lineup is no Eternals anywhere. Which maybe they're take maybe they'll be a f- next phase again after that type thing. But yeah, yeah. so Shang Chi, the new Captain America, Miss Marvel, I guess. Um, but those are that's the films that they should have been doing rather than. Yeah. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier should have been a movie rather than a series. The, the movies should have been okay. If you want to watch the series, you can, but they're kind of they're canon, but they're to the side. If you don't watch them, you won't miss anything. And the movies should have been the primary characters that they're going to focus on going into this yeah. next thing. The exact same model as they did for Phase One, but with added. If you're into this, here's some extra stuff you can watch. Your She Hulk and your so on and so forth. Uh, but to your point, yeah, like Doctor Strange 2, you had to watch WandaVision for that to make sense. Yeah. Mm. Which is a, a, a weird way to do it. Um, especially now, 20. What are we on now? Like movies plus series now. We must be in the 30s at this we'll point. We must be in the 30s, yeah. I think, at this stage, um, yeah. I don't have time anymore for this. I, I need to watch The Sopranos and The Wire. I'm not watching Blorco Vision and The Wasp and <laughs> Rocket Adventures. Like, I don't have time. Yeah. So. That like in, in a sense, the abundance of content has made me want to not, not watch the movies. I would have yeah. been perfectly content to just watch the movies. But now the movies don't make sense in isolation. So what's the point? Unless, unless you're watching everything, it, it doesn't make sense. So I'm out. I won't be watching uh, Marvel's The Thundercats, and I won't be watching um, Avengers, Kang and Kodos rule the world. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't. I did also see like... Separate from that big phase reveal they did, where they put the timeline up, which they always do, and then they put the second screen up, which was the Avengers movies. They then also, separately from all that, they announced the MCU Fantastic Four reboot is coming. And that's not even in the phases they announced. I'm like, what? Like, what? Oh, my God. So much. That's the other thing as well. And I know this is talk- this is the ultimate dead horse to be, but so much of it. So Even if it was all still good. It's just loads. It's just low. It's like a full time job, and I realize that because you even hear WWE talk about this with, with regards to the network and stuff. I realize the name of the game is you need you want hours logged from people on your services. That's that's the big thing now because obviously they have fifty odd million subscribers. That's great, but now the key is you have to keep them hooked in. They have to be watching a dozen hours a week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is without talking too much about Marvel because I know we're all burnt out on it. We all hate it. <laughs> you've owned fox now for three years was it three years ago they bought fox yes yeah what is the delay in making an x-men film in making a fantastic four film why are we working on shang chi mm. and like sorry to say characters that no one gives a, a shit about yeah. the eternals and shang chi that should have been x-men and fantastic four now while i understand that they're planning ahead and movies don't get made overnight. Less time on nonsense and pay attention to the characters that people care about. That's where your time needs to be spent. Mm. And not everything has to be comedy to the re- review of Thor there, which I haven't seen and I'm not going to see. Um, I still to this day maintain that Guardians of the Galaxy at the time was such a refreshing MCU movie when it came out. But it, it essentially killed the franchise dead because yeah. every movie now is Guardians. Remember when Guardians was the funny one? And the one where it's wisecracking. 
And then obviously Disney said, well, every film has to be that now, oh, Thor included. That's the other thing as well. It's kind of like there, there are two types of Marvel soundtrack. Shit. Uh, original score. Yeah. Every, like everyone's just admitted defeat on that. It's like, if it doesn't have a licensed soundtrack, it's the most generic, forgettable uh, cinema score you've ever heard or licensed, but licensed is now also shit because it's the most obvious needle drop shite. And it's kind of like, okay, you kind of Ragnarok. Okay. A lot of really obvious choices, but it worked. It was a good movie. Fair enough. In this one, guns and roses, every second fucking seed. I'm like, sorry, people rightfully made fun of like Zack Snyder for all this stuff. And this is way worse. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing. Yeah. And again, guardians, you know, they, it made they, sense in the, in the context of guardians though, because he yeah. has his little tape, his mother, you have that connection. Every movie has to be guardians now. So yeah. they do that, even though it doesn't make sense in the context of Thor. Um, fuck it. What's, what's Thor anymore? Thor is just a, a buffoon now. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. He's still doing that character as well, which is, which is painful. Anyway. Yeah, so that's yeah. Um, yeah, and like, and I think you know to tie it in with a wrestling analogy, I kind of understand why why they would do something like Shang Chi rather than a new X Men. It's like okay, well, to be fair, X Men had its own ten billion film saga, and a lot of them were shit. And I think it's ironic that it's Marvel saying this, but I think they're like, okay, let's cool those off for a little while, and let's brother, we got to get these new stars over. We got to get Shang Chi over in time for SummerSlam. Do you know what I mean? I think, but it, it feels to me like the invasion, and they're like, we got to push Booker T and Rob Van Dam, brother. Well, well, yeah, they're class. Hogan, what are you talking about? Hogan, <laughs> Hogan sitting at home, finger up his hole. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, Hogan in two thousand one was knackered, and it's like, all right, they're like, all right, we gotta, we gotta rest the X Men, especially because, and again, similar to the Iron Man thing. Do you think about X Men? You have to admit it's like, okay, well, like. <laughs> Jackman's so, not coming home. Someone do a, 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 the picture of the WCW guy sitting in the crowd at WrestleMania and have it be the Eternals. Thank <laughs> you. See you phase five. There you go. It's like, um, yeah, it's like, it, I don't know. It's, it's odd. I feel like, I feel like, again, I think actually the invasion's a really good um, uh, uh, metaphor because I think while they're, they're definitely going to make loads of movies and loads of money with the X-Men, I think there's probably some level of pride where it's like, well, we're we're Marvel Studios. We we take characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy who aren't household names and we make them yeah. bajillion dollar franchise. And we're doing and like Shang Chi was successful, Doctor Strange was successful. You know these these things have all been successful, which yeah. is which is the other funny thing. Except um, the one case, the uh, Spider Man, where they're crawling through the supplicant door into Mr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can't wait. They can't wait. God, what's what's next with that? Fucking hell. And then the final point on this is that the multiverse saga, we're like, what, two movies in, and that multiverse thing is so tired already. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when, like, like I loved everything everywhere all at once, but it's also like other movies are now doing it, whether they're satirizing it or earnestly just doing their twist on it. DC, I mean, I, I don't know if that Flash movie is coming out. DC, you are going to try and do it. Um, uh, you know, it's like, yeah. So you're, you're going to do, like, eight more movies all about the multiverse and I'm like okay how many more times are we going to see you know um alternate universe Blorco show up and actually he's a bad guy lots lots um yeah I, at the very I least mean, that's one thing I would say about Thor is there wasn't really any of that to be fair well I'll, I'll, do, I'll do your prediction we're going to see Hugh Jackman Wolverine in one of these I'd be really disappointed if we do that would be really disappointing they will drive a truck of money to his house and say, we'll also let you do like Great Showman 2, because he loves doing that. He loves singing. <laughs> Australia 2. 
but one more Wolverine. He he'd be like Undertaker sitting by the phone. <laughs> one, one more, one brother. One last drive. Oh right. God! Get dropped. Get dropped on his head by Hulk, and then just fucking <laughs> wander around for two and a half hours, concussed, forgetting his lines. I'd maybe find it amusing if 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 he came back once for Deadpool. That would maybe be amusing because that was a running Possibly. bit. Um, yeah. Although, I, I, although I actually kind of, even though there's nothing stopping them, I kind of want every every soon to come Deadpool movie to still not have any good X Men in it. I I like that bit as a running bit. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, anyway, that's well, uh, they, that's, they can have Halle Berry's Storm in it because she's not a good X Men. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, all right, that's the Marvel Hour done. Um, yeah. We will flick over to the game go. Am I the only one who's played any games this FN week? Paul, you played no, Hitman. No, I've been playing some Hitman because obviously we have a new level out in two days. Yes. And I've forgotten how to play Hitman. So I've dipped my toe back in to get up to speed before the new level starts. Still great. Playing on PS5, which is a, a, an upgrade. Loading time is mm. not as uh, yes. horrendous. Looks much better. Plays much better. Well, it plays the same, but like I said, loading times and stuff like that. Performance-wise, much better. Very much looking forward to this new uh, level now. I, I I feel like I'm caught up control-wise. I, I understand again how to... like Stuff like in Hitman where the run button... Do you remember off the top of your head the run button? L1. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it seems like it should be, by modern standards, click in the left stick. But click in the left stick is crouch not run so sometimes i find myself crouching instead of running but still fantastic game i found for the hitman 2 levels funnily enough uh which i poured hours upon hours into maybe 60 hours in hitman 2 70 hours in hitman 2 i was going through my my achievements in game because i obviously i did mastery level 20 on every level um which was my my primary objective and then getting all the trophies i did all of that for every every hitman one two and three um i was looking back at some of the discovery achievements and you know the way on every level you have a explore and find all the locations yeah and i had on like miami for you know argument's sake uh have found 34 of 41 locations i'm like where in miami have i not gone i play that level to death apparently there's seven locations i never went to and that's what I love about these sand, these big sandbox games is I played it for hours upon hours upon hours. Apparently, these places I still just never saw. And there's no the, – the locations one is annoying to get because there's no checklist, is there? You kind of just There is. Is there? I should be – If I, you look on the map. Oh, screen, I see. Yeah, okay. It, 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 it'll have a, uh, an icon or it, once you find it, it'll show you the name. So mm. if, you, if you can look for the specific icons and you just go there on the map, that's how you – play the game basically uh but i never did that for i did that for hitman 3 it was like one of the easiest discoverables to do was just run around and find all the locations no idea why i never did that in hitman 2 um but yeah i played a few levels I played the paris level still chef's kiss as a like first real level mm-hmm. after you do the the ica training with the, the fake boat when it lets you loose in paris doesn't get any better and obviously i did the one where you're power walking down the catwalk baby boom 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 in tune to the the pulsing music um i also played the um the first level of hitman 3 again the dubai level or whatever it is yes love it as well 
not, not it's obviously not like to me still Hit, hitman one has some of the best levels hitman 2 is the best game um but hitman 3 i like i played it completely fresh so i was like landing on the outside going through very easy to see how these guys are going to seamlessly move into making a james bond game because that level in particular God, feels very yeah. bondy yeah very much looking forward to that James Bond game coming out. Hopefully, they retain a lot of the Hitman elements. While obviously, it won't be entirely assassination yeah. based. It'll be maybe more like the objectives in the game, like in Sapienza, the the virus thing. Or yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating because I think I think those open open levels where you can do multiple things, sneak, fight, talk is is great. But also, I would I would kind of think I actually completely forgot they were making that until you said it. They announced yeah. it a while ago. Um, I feel like for a James Bond game, though, I'm you're probably going to want snappier, more kind of satisfying actual combat because the Hitman Hitman is one of those classic stealth games where you can go loud if you want, but it doesn't really feel very good because it's not what you're no. supposed to do. And it's kind of like I kind of it's it's like you're saying L one to run. It's like because really ninety percent of the time you're not running in Hitman, so that's why it's on L one. Where yeah. so I'm i actually because they've they've been doing Hitman for fucking twenty years, so I'm actually really excited to see. Okay, time to make a game where you can kind of do a little bit of stealth stuff, but also we're going to be doing some uh, uh, two pistols running through a level, killing dudes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, love Hitman. Um, even even if they have a mix where some levels are more espionage. Okay, for this level, it's got to play more or less like a Hitman level. For this level, it'll be a bit more run and gun, a bit more. If they can mix that up, I think that'd be a nice balance. Yeah. Depending on what the objectives are, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I may stream it. I mean, I actually don't know what I'm going to do streaming wise because obviously, knock on wood, all going well with the move and stuff. Everything's going to be packed up, and there will be a hiatus. So I'm kind of like, do I want to save it for streaming? But then, what if I don't stream for a month, and then I don't get to play the new yeah. level for a month? Uh, and also just like I know like all, every like YouTube I follow or gaming site I follow they all play Hitman and they're all going to be doing the Hitman level and I'm not going to be able so I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see on that one uh, for myself on the game front I've been playing some very fun games this week three hearty endorsements one of them is a game I'd heard quite a lot about it's been getting quite a lot of buzz here and there Neon White Mm -hmm. uh, which I am playing on the personal computer. Okay. It is also available on the Nintendo Switch entertainment device. Very, It's one of those weird games that comes out on PC and Switch, and that just always seems like such an odd dynamic, but that's right. what it is. Um, this is um, from the folks who made Donut County. Paul, you played Donut County, didn't you? Yes. Donut County, very cute, very funny. Mm -hmm. uh, this game is like that in literally no way at all. Um, okay. Donut County was like a sort of twee, cute, like quasi point and click adventure game, but not really very light puzzle elements. Basically, a story game that you played for funsies could very much be described as a cozy game. Yeah. Neon White is an incredibly fast paced, twitchy, speed running influenced first person shooter. You are running through levels. You move so fucking fast in this game. It makes it's it's faster than like Doom twenty sixteen. Like you move fast, and basically the story is that you are a person who was going to go to hell. You were an assassin in your life, uh, but there's been a demon invasion in heaven, so you have to run through heaven killing demons. And it's not the actual act of shooting them is not super tough. There's not some super complex AI where you're ducking behind cover and shooting them. The enemies are actually kind of basic. The actual drive of the game is how fast can you go through the level 
hitting right. all the enemies. You have to kill everyone before you go to the finish line. So it's like, how quickly can you go through the level and kill them all and then get to the finish line? Uh, and it is incredibly addictive. It's incredibly addictive. Um, uh, it has a global leaderboard and also a friends leaderboard, so you can compete against your friends. It has a, like a, a bronze, silver, gold, ace developer time structure. So, like, it's even if you don't want to play against other people or look at the leaderboards, it's like each level you can beat it by just killing the enemies and getting to the finish line. But you have a, a medal system uh, mm-hmm. uh, that that um, that encourages you to hey, maybe you should play that again. Maybe maybe you can get gold. You nearly got gold. You can go back and you can you can get gold. The, one thing that makes it super addictive and it's so nicely done is when you get a new level of medal. So, if I, let's say I got bronze on my first try, I went back and got silver. The, the more levels you get, the more info you get about the level. So there's options. So beat the level once, and then you can go back and get the gifts, which are literally just collectibles for story characters. They, they have no other bonus other than to do that. If you get the bronze level, that opens up the leaderboards. It's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. now you can see the leaderboards. If you get the silver medal, that lets you see uh, a hint in the level. And the hints are crazy because they'll really open, they'll really blow your mind up to, oh, I can just skip this entire section. Uh, because there's technically no enemies there. So instead of going what looks like the obvious track, just, again, the game is influenced by the speedrunning community. So it's like, just jump off this edge and you'll just land closer <laughs> to the goal. It's that kind of right. stuff. And then I think at the top tier, when you get to the, the, I think if you get a gold, that enables ghosts. So people on your friends list who are better than you, yeah, you can watch their ghost. And it's okay. one of those great games. And I, it's not at all like Hitman, but it has a similar philosophy to Hitman, where you go through the level again, with a different perspective and you're like, Oh my God, it's right there in front of me. It's so simple. This, this level, which looks relatively basic has so many layers and some of them Mm. can be as short as like 20 seconds. Um, they are, it's super addictive. It's really, really good. Uh, the, the, the other kind of mechanic we're talking about is, uh, you basically, you just have a run and a jump and a shoot obviously, but each weapon can be discarded for an ability which okay. the most the easiest way to explain it is if you discard the pistol, you get a second jump. So if you jump in the air and then discard your pistol midair, you do a double jump. Okay. And the 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 machine gun when you discard it, it explodes. And then you also find and so you okay. can take out multiple enemies at once. But what you also find out is if you're in the explosion, it doesn't hurt you, it shoots you into the air. So again, when you're replaying a level and you want to do fancy pants traversal, you can shoot yourself into the air with the explosion and then discard your pistol. So you're triple fucking jumping into the air. You're skipping whole segments of the level and getting to the end. It is really, really, really fantastic. And like I said, not at all like the last game these guys made, but equally as cool for a completely different reason. Yeah. It's like 20, 20 quid on steam, 20 quid on, on switch. I've heard the switch version is perfectly good. I, I just, I chose to just get it on PC. Um, one, one gripe is I've, I've heard a lot of complaints about the story, which is funny considering Donut County was so charming. It's a very kind of, um, it's like, I've seen I've, one comparison I really like that, that I've heard other people make is it's like a less charming Hades. It's kind of right. doing like the, Ooh, we're so horny thing in a kind of irony tinged way. And it's not at all charming. Um, but you can skip all the story stuff. It's not at all relevant. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, I actually don't think it's that bad, but I can understand. I think certain, I can see people hating it. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, that's Neon White. Uh, that is fantastic. Uh, I'm playing Stray, which obviously has gotten a lot of buzz this the week. Cat that, game. that is the the cyberpunky cat game on PS5 and PS4 and PC. Uh, and this is Sony's first big, hey, it's on our subscription service day one game. So if you go on the middle tier of PS Plus, you get this game. 
quote unquote for free for the price of the subscription basically and it's really good uh as the as a lot of the viral marketing is kind of illustrated it, it features a lot of quirky cat animations you can stop going th- down the critical path of the game and mess up some shit that's in the room you can knock over bottles off of shelves you can use doors and carpets as scratching posts there's no end game to it there's no game mechanic to it you can just do it for fun it's that kind of thing but there's also then when you're doing the actual platforming and maneuvering through the levels, there's actually like an interesting sci-fi dystopian tale uh, uh, unfolding that's legitimately quite interesting. It's not really like these games gameplay-wise, but it's a little bit inside or limbo-ish because right. there is there is dialogue in it, but not a ton. And there's an awful lot of you're just platforming through this world, but you're kind of learning stuff about it as you go. Uh, and I like mm-hmm. that. I, I, it's it's the it's the typical uh, uh, environmental storytelling, but I think it's done really well. About two hours in, it's it's cool. I really like it. Um, uh, it looks really nice. It sounds really nice. They've they've very lovingly crafted the cat aspect of it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a. Right. I, I think some of the developers have said interviews like they are all actual cat people. They love cats, and that's why that's why they made this game the way they did. Um, but yeah, uh, that's good. I think that's thirty quid if you don't have PS Plus, which seems like a reasonable price. It's like a seven or eight hour adventure game. And the last game I'm playing this week is something I just started yesterday, WWE 2K22, uh, which Padden, I... Padden Vince's retirement. That's it. I was, like, I, I, was like, well, I was like, well, you're not getting any of this money, bitch. So suck it. Um, uh, I, this was, I bet he is. He, he probably is, yeah. Probably, <laughs> which, is, which is the other thing we can talk about with that, with that story later. But... Um, yeah, this was a uh, this was a gift uh, uh, from my my better half, and I was I was really excited to check this out because I'd heard. I mean, it it got shockingly good reviews it given yeah. given its given the series' legacy, and I mean, I I I I really don't have any kind of contrary hot take about it. It's probably the best one since they switched over from the SmackDown versus Raw naming convention, and it's better than most of those as well. Do you know what I mean? Because even yeah. Even before THQ died, those games were, were getting long in the tooth. It they they and it's like they kind of said this stuff every single year, but this was the year where they were like, "We mean it." No, we really did remake the engine. We really did put new animations in there. We promise we did this time. But they did. They it legitimately plays. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it it doesn't really play like any of the other ones. The engine legitimately feels completely different. It's got like a combo system, almost like a fighting game. Um, uh, it's it's the controls are completely different. They finally, and they're not the only developers who struggle with this stuff. I feel like they finally found a good balance on the counter thing, because you know some games, especially in the SmackDown series, were kind of like they just turned into spammy counter fests. You counter my move, I counter you move, especially in a in a, in a multiplayer match. Nobody actually does a move; it's just constantly slamming the the the, <laughs> the reversal yeah. button. And then in later years, they introduced things like uh, counter. Uh, counters being like a consumable item so you only had a limited amount per match and that was terrible in this one they've really fixed it where they've just they've just made it more of a mechanic it's just harder to do one but you can do as many as you want and so they've they found that balance and there's also some of them are determined by like a rock paper scissors mechanic so it's kind of like no matter how good your timing is you can't just counter everything forever do you know what i mean so it's really good um the animations are fantastic. I've I've uh, been really impressed with basically everything I've seen. Um, and the usual thing that's always good in these games is that the community creations are fantastic. Uh, I have downloaded about a dozen of the AEW roster. I have Dynamite and, and Full Gear stages. 
classic Ring of Honor stages, and and as always, it's like great. Like people out there are insanely talented. They make the coolest things, and and this is one of my favorite. This is always one of my favorite features in these games. Is you can just go on there and get anything. You can get anyone. You can get any wrestler you can think of from any era, and you can just build the best roster ever. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm legitimately really liking it, and I feel like it's going to be my go-to podcast game for a while because when yeah. you have a good wrestling game, that's the best kind of podcast game. So I can just go in there, and I'm like, I'm just going to spend my afternoon fucking downloading the ECW roster from 1997 and and giving them, putting them all in factions and all this other stuff, um, and listen to a podcast or watch something on YouTube, and it's it scratches that itch. So um, yeah, I haven't done the the showcase, the story mode, the Rey Mysterio thing yet. Um, I'll give that a, a whirl before next week's show. But yeah, really enjoying it. Really, really enjoying it. Um, yeah, so that was the that was um, that was the games uh, recommendations across the board for the three of those. Um, and I haven't played it yet, but I recommend a new Hitman level because it's Hitman. It's gonna be great. That's that's a recommendation. We're all we're all gonna play that. <laughs> Um, very quickly here, I did I did add some I did add some book guff to the oh. uh, uh, the space because we're we are a, a dignified podcast here. Uh, we 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 do like all varieties of, of entertainment. Uh, I started rereading the boys after concluding the third season of the show. I never actually finished it when I read it back in the day, so I was like, I'll start it from scratch again and see see how far I get into it. Um, since season three finished, I've heard a lot of conversations about how it's like it may go down as like the best, most textbook example, rare example of an adaption that is significantly better than its source material. Um, and I think that is absolutely true. Um, I'm finding the book to be incredibly juvenile and shallow and uh, very edge lordy, which I think right. you might you you would probably guess if you watched the show. Part of what makes the show amazing, I was talking to a few of my friends about this, is like it's a show that could be so bad. It's a show that we, if you describe some of the things that happen in, like in season three, they have like their like the Imagine music video parody and and a lot of that stuff, and 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 they they play some of their satire so on the nose that you kind of think this could be terrible, but it's great. And another reason it could be terrible is if you read the source material, and I, I don't think it's awful, just to be clear. I, I, I think it's okay so far, but it's incredibly crass kind of for its own sake. And like Garth Ennis, the writer who who wrote one of my favorite comic books ever, Preacher, which is phenomenal, and it's yeah. it's really well done. The boys kind of feels like, so he, his thing is he hates he hates superheroes. He's always hated superheroes. He thinks it's like, sullied and dumbed down the comic book genre right like the only the only i i he's written like a little bit of hulk here and there and like his most notable marvel writing is the punisher which kind of sums up his mindset he's done a shit ton of the punisher and then the boys do you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. he doesn't like he doesn't like superheroes and so obviously that spawns the idea of the boys which is a great idea but like i'm about 20 issues in so far and so much of it is just they, like all the all the interesting characterization and parodying of big corporations and and things like that from the TV show is just not there, and it's just superheroes are all the most one dimensional psychopath murderers possible with no nuance to them whatsoever, and also just like the TV show, the, the crux of what a lot of what the boys do is they blackmail them, and it's kind of like 
the thing that consistently comes up when they're being blackmailed is not only are you all mental psychopaths, you're also big old gays. And I'm going to use that against <laughs> you. And it's kind of like, and it's kind of like, in in a very kind of nihilistic kind of really kind of like again try hardy kind of way like the character of butcher which is the carl urban character in the tv show kind of feels like he's like uh ennis is speaking through him at a certain point it's kind of like i'm not i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but i'm I'm, i'll happily use it against him also uses tons of extremely let's just say extremely antiquated language frequently even even has his hero characters doing that you know what i mean and it's, it's just it feels really really shallow and it feels like the, like the, the elevator pitch for the tv show or, or the the ip in general which is just that you know a, a a a ragtag group of of former cia agents come together to tear to tear down superheroes who are actually not as nice as they make out that expands in so many interesting directions in the tv show but the comic book is just that elevator pitch that narrow tunnel vision that's just what it is it's just it's a lot of fighting and they're portrayed as absolute monster shitheads and so then we get a couple of pages of gratuitous gore of them being mauled and that's just the routine you go over and over again and also they're all gay by the way which 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 we get to to blackmail them about before we murder them you know um yeah it's 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 pretty pretty one-dimensional uh, and, and an example of how like not um uh fleshed out it is it's like in the third season of the show they just now got to this idea that are hero characters who want to take down the superheroes, they can take a drug that makes them temporarily superpowered. And that divides the characters in the third season of the show because they're like, is that hypocritical? Is that not mm. hypocritical? Is this what you have to do to level the playing field? The greater good, blah, blah, blah. But also, you know, and the characters who are most vehemently superheroes or scumbags are the ones who are taking it. And it's really interesting. It's really well done. In the second issue of the comic, it's just explained that we just take it. And there's no conversations about it. The 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 fish out of water main character he protests initially, and that's it. It's just like, but they're but they're like, no, but this is how we fight them. And he goes, oh, okay. And that's just it. And it also means there's no tension in any of the fights because the main the 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 human characters stomp every superhero they ever come into. There's no tension at all because it's like they're all like just oh well we're just we're temporarily superpowered so we can annihilate them. Whereas in the TV show, it's kind of like we've had two we had two and a half seasons, whereas they couldn't do that. So every time you had like the Anthony Starr character, Homelander, interact with a person you like, there was right. always that there was always that tension in the scene. It's like, well, his character could murder them instantly with no recourse. And that's not at all present in the comic book. Um, yeah. So it's I'm gonna keep reading it. Like I said, it it, it offers some very shallow, giddy thrills, but on a, on a like characterization or satirical standpoint, there's like nothing there, nothing. Um, on a much better note, I am also reading John Moxley's book, which is great. I I thoroughly enjoyed his book. Yeah. Uh, I am less than halfway through. I think I'm probably about a, a little a little more than a third, but it's great. I mean, he's so personable, so real, so him. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's I'm, very uh, written in his voice. Yeah, I mean, to a fault, because in the sense, I was kind of thinking, like, like I feel like it would be a great book to give a non wrestling fan, but at the same time, I'm also kind of like, he like this guy, he's not going to stop and explain what FCW is to you. He'll just say, "I was in FCW," and you, you, you just have to know what that is or Google it because he's not going to say what it is. He's a little bit. Um... What's the point of this story? I like stories. Yeah, yeah. Like so, sometimes he'll just start talking, and then the story will change midway, and he never goes back to the original point. 
and yeah. the chapter just ends and he's talking about something else. It's very conversational like, that way. He does because that that also happens a lot in when he he has like there are various segments of the of the book where he's like here's an album or like here's a film I like, and I'm reading those and he'll like be talking about one film and he'll like segue into talking about another that inspired it or something like that or this actor was also amazing at this and I was reading those and I was kind of like oh no wonder Vincent Mann didn't get this guy he's normal and cool <laughs> so of course Vince was put off by the fact that he watches movies and listens to albums. Why don't you watch The Marine on the WWE yeah. Network? <laughs> Comedy, we've got Santino. Yeah, yeah, classic. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, last person in the world to throw a, a, a recommendation on that book, but it is, in fact, fantastic. I've also heard great things. I may I may finish it and then just restart the audiobook. I've heard the audiobook's phenomenal. Uh, read by the man himself, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's book guff. Uh, uh, for this week, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I believe we have a quiz on the cards this week. We do, we do. It's the uh, much heralded, long awaited return of the most uh, convoluted and time consuming quiz we've ever done. It's Superstar Annie Graham, where we have clues that reveal an anagram, which our contestants then have to guess which wrestler. The anagram is off. Oh, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what the rules are for this. I, I forgot. Like, I forgot which one this was, and I was shit at this. So oh I my get. God. Yeah, I give you a cryptic clue. It's a bit like Rockbusters in the sense that I give you a cryptic clue, but and some initials. But then, rather than that leading to the actual name, it leads oh, to an, an anagram, anagram of yeah, the name. Okay. So there's an extra step involved. But I will say I have refined this one, so it's not going to take uh, 45 minutes. This will be a bit quicker. Mm, uh, and I've. <laughs> and I've, I've also um, refined it to it's only going to include wrestlers okay. that appeared on last night's Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view. Okay. okay. So rather than just any wrestler in the world that ever existed, right. there is a specific set to make it a bit easier to try and guess um, okay. who it is. Okay. So I'm going to toss an imaginary coin. Actually, I'm going to toss this giant Disneyland badge. Okay. You can see there with uh, Mickey on it from 1988. Right. Um, do, right, Paul, you call it. Do you want the, the Disney side or do you want the stabby pinny side? Stabby Pinny all the way. <laughs> oh, now it's the Disney side. Oh, hell yeah. So uh, Barry goes first. Right. Oh, great. Okay. Barry, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here, here is your cryptic clue and your initials. This long period of time was probably one of the best ever. That's G-E. So a long period of time is probably one of the best ever. G E. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't quite understand the the uh, great. Uh, no, that's not right. That's not right. Um, no. So a period it's, of time. Initials what? G E. Yeah. So a period, of, a specific period of time. Uh what what would you? Really uh, call? Yeah, I know, I know, I know what the E is. I'm trying to think. I got the E. What's yeah. The, what do you think the E is? Error. Okay, you got error. That's correct. So, if it's the one of the best ever, what might you call that? It's a great error. 
No. Greatest era. No, you're, you're in there. Golden more. era. Golden era. Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, got it. Okay. So can you name the wrestler that was on last night's pay-per-view that is an anagram of golden era? Golden era. Okay. Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you 20, 30 seconds. I'm not going to okay. drag this out too long. Yeah. Golden era. I, I think I know it. I think I know it. Uh, uh, just, just, uh, just a reminder, you get two points if you're right, and if you don't get it, it goes to your opponent for one point for the steal. Okay, uh, I'm just, like, this card was not that big. Why can't I fucking... Uh, okay, I'll give you ten more seconds, Barry. Nine, eight, six, four... Daniel Garcia. It's not, no, not players, it's not right. Paul, do you think you know it? Did we all watch his show yesterday, by the way? I watched half of it. I haven't seen it all. Okay. okay. I did watch it all. That's maybe where my advantage will be. Uh, I think this is Dragon Lee. That is correct, Paul. For one point with the steal, Dragon Lee, oh, Golden Era. That's, and I watched that match as well. That's really nice. For some reason, I drew a blank on that match. Oh, it was great. Oh, very, very, very. Okay, so over to you, Paul. Uh, okay. Second question. It's opposite the northwest of scotland's third biggest city <laughs> southeast sa is the clue is the initials sorry opposite the northwest of scotland's, southeast of scotland's third biggest city or that be aberdeen air that's correct southeast, southeast. aberdeen so se aberdeen is the uh, the anagram se aberdeen <laughs> What is that an anagram of? I'll give you same, um, 20, 30 seconds. S.B. Aberdeen. That's a long old one. S.E. Aberdeen. S.E., excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, of course. Aberdeen. I've forgotten that. I'm supposed to be writing these down. I haven't written it down. Um, I'm sure you would have seen the, the match. Oh, I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. Oh, I know this one. Ah, oh, you bastard! Uh, I would have gotten that one. Got it. Two points to four. Here we go. I didn't even. Write, I didn't even write it down. But if I had written that, I probably would have got it sooner. Okay, but back to Barry. Back to Barry. All right, back, all right. To, back to Barry. Number three. Uh, these fellas uh, that make your bread, your rolls, your cakes—they're really tiny. They're really tiny. These fellas. M B. <laughs> mini bakers. Close. Another word for mini. Maybe even smaller. Micro bakers, micro bakers. That is correct. Okay. So, what is that an anagram of Barry? Mac Briscoe. Yes, oh, he's got good. it for two points. Well done. He's in the game. He's in the game. Uh, so, back to you, Paul. Yeah, I'm going to write this down this time. Okay. Um, for example, someone mm-hmm. that smashes a little black and yellow insect. <laughs> EBC. So, EBC. for example, someone that smashes a little black and yellow insect. EBC. Is it EGB Crusher? Yeah! So you're very good at this game. It's easy, really. Like, okay, so which, which wrestler is that an anagram of that was on last night's paper? Um, cheeseburger. He's done it again! Two, two points to zero. So we're halfway through now. Jesus, so I'm never going to get an answer in this game as good as that. We're flying along, we're flying along. So Paul is on five, Barry on two. So it's still all to play Both for. Four. So, Barry, uh, what did you get when you added up all of those burning wax things? 
CT. Um, what did you get? So all uh, those all those burning wax things. You added those up, and sort of candle tower. Not quite. Your candles, right? Candle. You, you added them all up. You got. You got. Candle trio. No, you're getting in the right area. You're not quite there, but you. So you're going. You're saying there's one, two, three. That's all together. That's candle. Candle. You're adding them all up, and you get yeah. a a trundle. <laughs> oh Christ, Barry! Come on, wake up, lad. Did did you do maths at school? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, very badly. You may be shocked to learn. Candle. They're all shouting at home. Yeah, I yeah. bet they are. I, I, I'm shouting in my head. Did I do maths? What, like... you're, adding, you're adding all these things up and yeah. a final number. A candle total. Yes, hey. candle to- totals. So which an- totals. which wrestler is an anagram of candle totals? Dalton Castle. He's got it. Two points to Barry. Zero to Paul. Christ. Okay, back to you, Paul. Okay. Um Imagine if Rocky's wife was Irish. Okay. Rocky's wife? What if she was Irish? G A. Well, Adrian. Irish Gaelic Adrian. Gaelic Adrian. <laughs> That's it. great. That's great. And what is that an anagram of? Gaelic Adrian. That's a hard one. Um, mm, it is. That one might be Daniel Garcia. That is correct. Oh, yes, already okay. said. You got it before. And you got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so final one for you, Barry. Um, let's just t- let's just total up the scores. So it's seven four. So Barry can't actually win. Okay, but he can he can get close. You can get a bit of uh, a bit of pride. Bit of pride. Yeah. Bit of pride. So the result of this mismatched biblical battle seems obvious. WGW. So you've got a, a biblical mismatch. The result... Okay, so uh, uh, Goliath is the G. Yeah. Uh, the result, winner, Goliath... So if I if I said to you, um, who do you think... Uh, what do you think the result's going to be? What, well, Goliath wins. Yes, well, Goliath winning. Well, very Goliath good, Barry, winning. very good. Okay. Well, Goliath winning, obviously. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which wrestler is that an anagram of last night's well, pay you Goliath winning fucking hell um, uh, Willow Nightingale that is correct Barry for two points so you finish on six Paul has seven he can he can extend his lead with his final final uh, clue so the cryptic clue is it's usually cold, snowy, and dark at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Y W. Um, something winter, I'm guessing. Mm, maybe not. It's usually cold, dark, and what? 
usually called thing, yeah. snowy dark at this this point in the year. Yeah. So what is it? Y W. Yeah. I don't know what the Y would be. You, you probably know the W. It's not winter. winter. It's not winter. It's not winter. No. So what, what would the W be if I'm talking about it being cold, snowy, dark? We're going to look outside. It looks a bit cold and snowy out there. What cold we, and snowy. What, what and not winter. That? What would you call that, though, generally? Um, it's not sunny. It's sort of cold, so... so. <laughs> That's funny. Is it yearly? Is that the why? No, no. Think of so what? So you're right with winter. The why is the winter part. Oh, Yule. Yes. <laughs> and so the W is cold. And that. But what? Generally, forget the cold. Like if it's cold or sunny or windy. Weather. Or, Yule weather. Yes. Can you oh, guess dear. the? Uh... That's um, this one's pretty easy. Is it? Because I'm looking at it, it's not registering that easily to me. Yule weather. Give you oh my God. 20 seconds. Oh, wait, I, I got it, I got it. Because it almost sounds like his name, so yeah, yeah I should have got it. Uh, is it weather Yule? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. It's, of course, Yule Weeter. Yes, well done. Yule Weeter. Yeah, that's him. So Paul finishes on a impressive nine. So you got all of yours plus stole one of Barry's, and then Barry got all of his. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the fact that it was localized to the pay per view made it much easier. Yes, that was a good yeah. decision. That was a good idea. Okay, there we go. Second edition of Superstar Annie Graham. Very. That was enjoyable. good. That was good. You know, I, I, I feel like focusing it on a, on an event made it easier. When you're trying to do an anagram and it's in the broader universe of wrestling, mm. um, that's uh, that's tough. Um, I suppose we'll, we'll, that'll be a, that serves as a nice uh, segue there onto Death Before Dishonor, which was last night. Um, I have seen half of it. I have seen up to what have I seen up to the brother versus brother match? I think was the last thing I saw. Um, I thought it was really great from what I saw, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, liking the vibe, liking the vibe of New Ring of Honor. Um, I still feel like I want to, like, before I get too excited, I want to see an episode of TV. Do you know what I mean? I want, what's right. their normal television show going to look like? Uh, yeah. What have you lads seen and what did you make of it? I watched the entire show live last night. Oh, I didn't I didn't watch the entire thing. I kind of skipped through and watched specific matches. I'm not, I'm not yet bought in enough to sit and watch a Dawn Castle match or a, right. <laughs> all this other shit. But, um, yeah, I watched probably three or four of the matches, like the big, the big ones. Yeah, I actually watched Supercard of Honor before it because I I never oh, got around yes. to watching that. I never seen the first Briscoes FTR match, so I watched that in its entirety. I thought it was okay, but I thought a lot of the middle matches. It obviously the the second pay per view benefited by a lot of the AW names that they brought in, a lot of the bigger mm. stars, Claudio and Samoa Joe and the like. But it was still very good. I thought the the FTR. Frisco's match was really good. I thought the Gresham Bandino match was really good as well. Everything else kind of was good. Uh, and then, yeah, then we put on Death uh, Before Dishonor, and it was shockingly, I didn't watch any of the pre show, whether I wasn't bothered. Um, shockingly, opened up with a world title match. 
Yes. Uh, and Fight TV basically wouldn't work during <laughs> almost the entirety of it. So I spent, I'd say I spent 50 to 60% of the match trying to get the stream working. Oh, yeah, I heard they were having pretty bad issues. Yeah, live. so that's what I get for watching it live, I guess. Um, of what I saw, it was much shorter than I thought it was going to be. Anticipating a world title match in Ring of Honor might be north of 20, 25 minutes. It was like 15, if even. Uh, it was good. It was fine. It did feel a little bit like Undertaker CM Punk from that Hell in Cell to me. Yes, that's actually a great comparison. That is a great um, comparison. And Gresham, it seems like, is one foot out the door at this point. Um, if not yeah. both. <laughs> if not both feet out the door. But uh, yeah, Claudio just kind of matter-of-factly beat him. The ending was kind of anticlimactic. Uh, only because I so expected the match had another 10 minutes in it. Yeah. Um, it was fine. For a world title match, it was it was subpar. For an opening match of a pay-per-view, it was fine. Claudio I, I, winning I, was obviously a, a nice moment as well. I, I, I totally agree, and I don't even mind it opening. I think sometimes when you have a big card like that, and the Briscoes match was the real main event. Briscoes actually was always going to main event. I'm glad they went with that decision. So I actually like the opening match is the other most important one. So put the world title match. That's fine. But it's like I was watching it with Brona, and I was kind of saying it to her, um, and I was kind of like I was assuming Claudia was going to win. I think everyone was kind of assuming Claudia was going to win. Yeah. But it was the opener, and then like Gresham came out, not with his octopus mask, in a T-shirt, not looking especially happy. And the other thing about the opener, I think that's a good spot for a match like that. But the other thing as well is like, it could not be more obvious. Claudio is not losing in the opener. Not a mm. hope is that happening. Um, uh, and I was like, what didn't seem logically lose at all. And yeah, like you said, I thought it was a good match. It was like a good, like rampage match. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it's like, yeah. not only, not only was it not that long, but there was no like near falls, it was basically just they had a good little competitive match. It's not it's not like Gresham was squashed, but it's like they did a little match and then Claudio hit his move and it was over. That was the that was that was it. And it was kind of like it definitely felt like Gresham's not happy. And it was one of those ones. There was also some interviews before in the run up to the show where he was in the press where it kind of seemed like this guy does not seem like he is um one of the Tony Khan Fave Five. Um and that's I think I think Kai, that is definitely one of Tony Khan's failings. Is you can it's really evident even on television who the Tony Khan projects are and who are not the Tony Khan projects. That was even when Cody was still there and when Kenny was still more involved in the creative. Remember early AEW, there'd be some things where it's like this. Some this some of this feels like it's booked by two different people, and it's okay. like you can you can tell what the Khan projects were and what weren't. And the booking, despite the fact that it's his company now, and he seems really he seems really intensely interested in pushing Ring of Honor. There was like in the run up, there was like no interest in showcasing Gresham in any meaningful way at all. No, no. Like an ice cold match with Lee Moriarty on a rampage. I mean, like that's nothing. Do you know what I mean? That's that's like. So I think I feel like the writing was on the wall. Um, it's a shame. I think Gresham is really good. You know, um, but there's this this all this all. So we've lost Barry. Barry's electricity is just gone. So we are going to continue on with our. With our review while he sits in the dark, candlelight, hopefully. Um, so Dalton Castle, the boys won. I didn't give a shit about that, to be yeah. um, Wheeler Yuda defeated Daniel Garcia by pinfall in a pure rules match in a ooh, little banger of a match. Don't mind me saying. I thought it was bloody good. 
Oh, I love this match. Two uh, two young work rate boys doing mat wrestling. That's everything I want, really. <laughs> I mean, I think as far as the uh, pure element of it, they obviously didn't play too much into that. There's only one rope break in the match. Mm. Um, And I did watch, like I said, the previous pay-per-view. I watched the Josh Woods Wheeler Yuta match, and there was a lot more of that pure, rest, yeah. pure rules to that. Uh, but I like here that while they kind of had what is for all intents and purposes a pure rules match, it still felt like they weren't hamstrung too much by the stipulations. And when it was, when it was used, mm. it felt clever. Mm. And instead, they just had a really good match. Yeah, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I love Daniel Garcia. He's just so... just I don't know. He's got a real personality shining through now to go with yeah. it. Right. So yeah, he's one of my favorites. One of your favorite boys. Yeah. Um, I liked when he put on the regal stretch and yep. you would have put on the Walls Jericho. Nice little touches there. That was cool. Um, it was great. It was it was a really, really fantastic match. And I kind of... I, I haven't seen enough to, to really have an educated opinion on it, but I do like the concept of the the pure title with the, the timer on the TV the whole time and the three little saves makes it very easy to follow. Mm. I like it. That's just different. And it kind of leads itself to having like different kinds of matches without being so foreign. Like I know TNA were doing the, the grand was it the grand championship where it was like rounds mm. like, like UK style and, and yeah. you know, stuff like that. I think it's a little too, far away from what makes a normal match work but here i kind of i think it kind of works mm-hmm. um we had Hurush and dragon lee the 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 battle of the brothers i think the first time they've ever faced each other mm-hmm. uh equally good really really good i think it was a bit of a slow burner i think it kind of started slowly you know i wasn't sure if this was really working and then they kind of got very fast paced and a lot of crazy spots uh big suplex off the apron to the outside stuff like yeah that. it was great uh, Roosh good. did get the win. Obviously, he's he's got a bit of heat behind him lately. He beat Penta there mm. last week. Yeah. Um, Mercedes Martinez defended the title against Serena Deep. Again, I thought it was very good. Um, it's a shame, and this maybe is another failing of Tony Khan. But I feel like these these ladies who have really good matches don't get either the opportunity or don't know for whatever reason but to like show their personality more on aw i guess mm. uh i know martin uh mercedes was introduced as like brit baker one of Britt baker's heaters and then very quickly changed size and i never felt like i, I understood who that character was uh, same to an extent for serena deep serena deep's character is that she's a good wrestler and she like studies it i guess because she's a professor but like who is serena deep what's mm. what makes her tick what's her you know, I don't. I just, I just feel like so, we don't. Yeah, really there's a lack of find it out. a lack of kind of promos and interviews and video packages on on the TV show to really build those people that you don't know already too much about. I mean, CM Punk, Castagnoli, Brian, Kenny Omega. You don't need it, but for but well, when you consider the the feuds involving those wrestlers, there's often a, a personal element to them, especially the MJF, CM Punk stuff. Mm. Here with with Serena Deeb, a lot of her feuds are I'm a really good wrestler and I can beat you. And yeah. there's there's not a lot more not a lot more depth to it than that. Um, but the, I thought the match was very very good. Like the finish as well. Like Mercedes, I think she won on the first pay per view with the same submission. The kind of mm. 
surfboard into the the dragon sleeper i didn't catch the name of it some some mad name but um yeah i thought she looked really good it's just surprising because whenever i see her on aw i almost immediately tune out just because of the way she's been presented mm-hmm. mercedes martinez i'm talking about here um serena d was always great so there's no surprise there <laughs> um and then we had uh small joe jay lethal which was fine. It was, I think, a step down from the previous uh, handful of matches. Couldn't be bothered with that. What happened to Smojo's hair? I don't know. What so, last time I saw Smojo uh, on AW, who's getting beaten up, and he had a lovely mane of hair mm. going down the back. Uh, it's all fallen out now. He he has he looks like. Um, First of all, he's got the Friar Tuck gimmick going. He's got nothing on it. He's got a bit of... You know that he's sometimes under the wrong camera angle. Keith Lee's hair looks a little bit sparse. Mm. Small Joe is even worse than that. And I was like, what? what? I, I went to Twitter to make sure I wasn't crazy here. And there were some people going, what happened to Small Joe's, <laughs> <Small> Joe's <laughs> hair? Uh, his hair all fall out in like three weeks? Very, very odd. Um, It was like... I did see one tweet... Uh, it looked like because it was it was like patchy on the sides as well. It was mm. very odd. It looked like, and I, I don't want this to be a red letter media type thing where they go after Bruce Willis and then it turns out he has. Oh no! I, I don't want to say that. I don't know what if Samojo has some condition or something. So I don't want I don't want to jump on that and and you know have to mm. walk back what I say later. But visually, and I'm not taking the piss here, but visually it looked almost like, you know when uh, a wrestler loses a hair versus hair match and they do Mm. a a buzz cut, but it's like not properly done. It almost looked like that. It was very, very odd. Um, And like I said, he just had like hair last time. Now he's like, it's it's pretty much shaved clothes. But there's bits where there's like nothing. I don't know what happened. Maybe it's for a role. I don't know. Um. The match itself was fine. I, I, I don't want to say that Joe is also starting to show his age a little bit. And Jay Lethal is is always good to a level. But the mm-hmm. match itself didn't... It, it was it was quick as well. It was like 10 minutes. It didn't feel like a, uh, a big blood feud where they took out Joe's arm and he was injured for a month and he's coming to get his revenge. You just had a very... They, they had a match that felt typical of like 2008 TNA. Yeah. They had a match there. It was basically identical. Yeah. And then you had the main event. FTR against the Briscoe Brothers, two out of three falls. Ooh, ooh I wonder how many stars Meltzer is going to go, because this was, ooh, bloody fantastic. Don't mind me saying. Bloody good. Bloody, bloody, bloody good. I'll give you, I'll give the criticism up front, which is that I didn't really like the ref bump and visible, ref bump, visible pin. Thing. That's just two two visible pins would reach team. Yeah, and it's like uh, there must be another way to save face to like losing a match than doing that because it's just been done a lot. And it's like yeah, there's, there's no only gripe with it. The ref bump was a little bit like he swung and had to really go to the ref boy. because the ref was was yeah. way out of position. But um, yeah, I I I I see where you're coming from with that. That, yeah. that was it. That was the only bit where I thought it was a little bit. Shonky, but the I think Briscoe's faces were already saved by virtue of how good the match was, anyway. So it didn't really need. Yeah, it. and and it's a two out of three falls. And the whole point is give them a fall, and then yeah. they prove they, they can got the them. first fall as well. So yeah. had it been a regular match, they would have won. Uh, yeah. But it was it was very 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 good. 
lots of brutal spots, uh, a bloody chest, lots of lots of good brotherly gigging. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy. Uh, I really enjoyed these matches. It's just very kind of, it's intense and it's like you say, it's a lot. It's the fists, it's the blood, it's the kind of just two or four four men just slugging it out and kind of going yeah. for it. It's not. It doesn't feel choreographed at all. You know yeah. what I mean? There's no spots where you're like, we'll stand there waiting to catch someone. No, or, and, and yet the, the match was complex and layered. Yeah, exactly. And not that I dislike, because I love the Young Bucks and I love their matches and the Hangman Omega match was still yeah. my favorite of like the decade. But they, they do that very kind of style where it's like lots of set pieces, you know, let's call it that. And this didn't have that. This felt like a kind of more an old school, just, yeah, let's, let's fight it out and try and win, you know, mm. tactics. So yeah, really, really good. FTR, ooh, wrestlers of the year. Currently. They're having a good, they're having a good year. Combined wrestlers of the year so far. Yeah. Um, I did see some people say that they preferred the first one. Now, for me, obviously, with the context of having seen the first one, knowing the result, I will say I really enjoyed it, but that still took mm-hmm. away an element of it for me. I thought the second match was much more enjoyable, but then I was also watching it at the time and excited for the result and, and this, the, the false finishes and, and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so what do we get first? The big big Doomsday device and Dax landing on his head. Was that was that the, the first fall? Was that how they won? Was with Doomsday Device or was something else? No, no, that was it. Yeah. Um, and then the 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 big rig for a second, and then a big old pile driver off the middle rope, Rhino and, then, and ECW style. And then the cover cover with the with the legs bum. just barely. <laughs> bum yeah. in the head. Oh, humping the, the, <laughs> that was great. the, the, the cannabis. Yeah, that was, it was great. Cool. It was very, very good. Um I like the speech afterwards as well. I think FTR are better baby faces than I think maybe even they realize. And I like how yeah. honest they are with their, their promos. You know, I thought the promo with Dax on, on dynamite was, was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who have been heels, basically most of their run, including WWE, they're really good baby faces. Surprising to think that they were in WWE. They were basically only heels exclusively. And then they came to AW as heels and you know, once they return babyface, you really see what they can do. And I think I think they're better babyfaces than heels. Um, yeah, you can call me a fucking Mark. I don't give a shit. Great, <laughs> he's great in particular. Uh, Dax, I think he's kind of the heart of the team in a sense. Yeah, uh, they're great. They're fantastic, and the Briscoes are great as well. The Briscoes have always been great, but I think they were, they really suited this this kind of match, their style. Um. What I will say about the pay-per-view overall, first of all, great that they get it done in, in three hours, in and out. Brilliant. Both pay-per-views don't, didn't drag. It wasn't mm. a four-and-a-half-hour epic. Just get seven matches, job done. Mm. None of them went too long. Obviously, two out of three falls match went like 45 minutes, which is perfect length for that kind of match. Uh, I, I felt like this one lacked from a couple of surprises, though. I think the, the first show had yeah. Young Bucks appearance and had Joe at the end, and there was kind of a kicker for, you know, oh, I can't wait to see the next Ring of Honor show. Mm. I don't think there was much left on the table here. Obviously, Yuta and Claudio came out at the end, but they'd been on the show already. They're the champions, so 
it it didn't feel like a, a real ooh can't wait to see the next uh you know ring of honor it just it was what it was um but overall i thought the show was very good worth worth uh, every uh, european penny i paid for it um yeah good show very very good show um I didn't watch Rampage yet. I only watched Dynamite. I wouldn't bother. I don't know if there was much to talk about uh, from Dynamite. No, it? but not a great week of TV. A few kind of dodgy segments here and there. Some decent matches. and I didn't enjoy Jericho, Eddie Kingston, really. It was just... Oh, the... Barbed the wire everywhere match. Wire match. It, I, th- I thought it was... I thought it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't... Nothing to write home about. Not for you. The best part was them all squeezing through the cage bar. <laughs> that was that was like oh, that's Simpsons so joke. Rubbish. That was so rubbish. <laughs> it was so silly, wasn't it? it was like, oh my god! They could one of those ones. They couldn't figure out the key, and then they could just go through the cage anyway. Stupid. Um, so, yeah. I thought it was okay. I thought the bad way watch was okay. Uh, it was very funny at the end when they had to obviously rush in thirty seconds to get their last spot in before they went off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very clumsy and bad as well. Um. But yeah, I don't think there's too much notable out of the Luchasaurus thing. Seems like a red herring. I think. I think he probably will stay here. I think he will. Yeah, because that tag team has run its course a hundred times over. I think Jungle Boy Absolutely. needs a single run. I would be surprised this week to see Luchasaurus do the old. Uh, I'll, I'll tag brother and then jump off the apron and oh. reveal a, reveal a turtleneck yeah. under his. He needs to start wearing a turtleneck as well. He's gonna be a Christian. Throwing um, through the the barber shop window. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then I guess the only the last thing to talk about is is uh, the Vince McMahon. In other news, uh, Vince McMahon was arrested. In other news, the- <laughs> <laughs> more on that next week. Um, I mean, good riddance, good riddance, to him. fuck it. Good riddance. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone expected it. I certainly didn't expect him to go easily. No, so I kind of. I mean, it doesn't what, feel like he did. Uh, yeah, I wonder what went on. Because there hasn't been a clamoring. I mean, since the the second lot of stories came out, that was a bit of a damp squib. There wasn't a big palaver around it. So I kind of wonder if the investigation started turning up some (laughs) some real fucking horror stories. And it's like, look, we're going to have to put this. We can't not put this out there. So the choice is either we put it out or you go now and we, you know, cover it. Not cover it up, but, you know, bury it almost. Yeah, I mean, as a publicly traded company, we're, we're, I know some people were um, defending it. It's like, well, he's not done anything illegal, blah, blah, blah. But when you have your CEO running around having affairs and paying people millions of dollars of hush money, it's not a good look, you know? And I think he was, I think regardless of what they, you know, if they found anything else particularly egregious, I think he was going to go anyway. <laughs> And it did happen, and Stephanie came out and did a uh, thank you, Vince chant, and all the plebs in the crowd chanted, thank you, Vince. Uh, thank you for not only being a massive um, creep, creep, but uh, running your own promotion into the ground over the course of 20 years. Good job, brother. Yeah, yeah well, done. well done. Certainly creatively. I know they're making a lot of money at the moment, but... Uh, yeah, creatively, it's been a... My God. Shit, shit storm. I mean, it's he, he, he's needed to... He's, Needed to go for a long time in the in that regard. Yeah. Will it result in any drastic improvements? I would probably say it will not, because I think you know, even though he's gone, he's uh, his 
fingerprints will be long felt over that product, I think. Yeah, the culture but, uh, very hard to shift. Yeah, I mean, the the culture of having a writing team of folks who don't know anything about wrestling and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hopefully, over time, there'll be incremental changes based mm-hmm. on things like, to the point we made earlier, comedy, watch Santino, to, the, like, to that level of not getting it. I would hope mm-hmm. that that would start to phase out, get trips back in, bring back his team of of relatively younger people. I know that Vince was Vince was big on surrounding himself with uh, sixty year olds to to run his cutting edge, aimed at young kids TV show. Um, but fuck it, like fuck Vince man. I and I still you see on Twitter the sycophantic like. He, regardless of what he did, he gave you years of enjoyment. If it wasn't for Vince McMahon, and it's like I, I don't owe Vince McMahon anything. Fuck him. Yeah, I liked I liked Raw for f- five or six years. Yeah, and that was twenty years ago. <laughs> you know, and and the gif where he goes, hmm? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, that's that's the that's it. That's the only good thing he's ever done. Nice. <laughs> He was a very good performer, like an on-screen yes. performer. He was fantastic. I think he... I, I, a lot of people have referred to him as like a creative genius, which could not be further from the truth. Like, I don't think he ever had any good ideas. I think he he, he worked with people that had good ideas and was able to take what they had and, and really, like, promote it and showcase it. But I don't think he was some great, like, uh, you know, creative type. He was just a guy that could, you know manage others and you know, be that like that kind of I don't know dictator almost to like make it happen. Right. There's also the argument to be made that he has kind of damaged rest. You know, it, would it have been better without what he did, you know, to all the other promotions, putting them out of business with what he tried to do to every promotion that's come along since you know, would we have had an even more entertaining, diverse wrestling landscape with like three or four companies putting on great show, you know, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I think people, people have been raised on WWE documentaries for the last 20 years and don't know much else. Yeah. I mean, like I said, my, my thing is, is the damage he's done to his own, his own company first and foremost, Mm. like, as an entertainment property, which is is what he, you know, his his mind is we're not we're not wrestling, yeah, we're we're an entertainment company, and it's like even within that parameters, they are like the shittest entertainment company. <laughs> 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 like, I would rather watch a series of fucking I don't know any your bog standard Star Star Trek pick hard i'd rather watch at this point than raw yeah. you know um it is the most creative creativity creative, creatively like bankrupt mm. show they've it's been it's been spinning its wheels for a good 10 years and it was shit 10 years ago and it's only got worse yeah you know they they kind of more recently hit uh, on gold with like turning Roman Reigns heel, which was already five years at least overdue. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's one character on the show. That's like when, you know, you're, you're writing a, a breaking bad, 
but all the characters are shit except uh, Saul Goodman. I was like, well, no, Breaking Bad is other good characters. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not a, a one character show, which is what it often feels like with with Roman Reigns. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, it, it's not often you have one person, uh, effectively show running a property like this over the course of nearly forty years at this point. Uh, did he nineteen eighty three? I think he took control of WWF. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um. But um, there's a reason why people don't run a show for so long because you only have so many ideas in your head and sometimes you need someone else to take the reins while you move on to something else. Even the most successful showrunners in, in TV, they work on something for at most five, six, seven years and then it's on to the next thing because you have to keep fresh, you know? Mm. But uh, this guy doing the old... Uh, the old uh, commentator fighting the talent again for the 19th time I will not miss Vince McMahon and his ways he is an oddball he is a man who is uh, exists outside of the realms of society and he is first and foremost a bad creative mind so I don't care I will say Joe your new nickname Joe the number the numbers towner doing numbers on Twitter again Uh, one of my favorite things of the week not only your tweet, which is great, but the earnest replies to it. Um, as if they don't get the Simpsons reference that it is. People earnestly going, well, I think that if Vince had never existed, that actually Turner would have... It's like, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a Simpsons reference. Mm. There's, no, there's nothing deeper to it than that. I mean, there is to an extent, but... Very, great, great numbers on the tweet. Well done. But I didn't, uh, even, I didn't even see that. To be honest, there is like I didn't, I didn't thirty. There's loads of replies to it. Yeah. Well, that, I, maybe because I looked at it and got the replies. Because I, yeah. I turn on my Twitter, and sometimes I'll just have a look to see what's going on, and there's like thirty-eight notifications. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much all we have for this week, right? I think that's about it. Um, Goodbye, it's a man. You were America's shit bag. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fuck Vince McMahon. Barry, take us home. <laughs> jsonpodcast.com is where you can go if you want to email us about whatever we talked about on this show or anything else. Or if you want to do a quiz. You can also do that. Let's not forget that. Many a listener has emailed a quiz over the years. Feel free to do so if you want to get your creative juices flowing. I mean, can you can you be superstar Annie Graham? I mean, that is the question. Uh, or Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson Boston. Uh, what was the one that Will did a while ago that was really good? Oh, Portman Tony Khan. That was Portman t- Where's Portman Tony Khan gone? Well, like, I mean... It, he he, like we were talking about with Marvel earlier. Will got it, and he got out while the getting was good. He didn't want to. He didn't. Yeah, true. Saturate the market. You know what I mean? He's not. He can't do phase six of Dwayne the Rock Buster uh, Johnson. Um, uh, oh, that's actually a way better name for that feature. Dwayne the Rock Buster Johnson. How did we not think we're shit? We are shit. This is this is the fucking worst podcast that has somehow gone twelve years. I think Dwayne Johnson Busters runs off the tongue better. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can email us a quiz, or even if you just want to say, hey, I thought Dynamite was good and or shit. Uh, whatever you want to email us, the email box is open. 
Um, I sure loved when Eddie Kingston whiffed on that hurricane. That oh yeah, I, I missed. All, did you? T- you talked about AEW while I was offline. Did you? Yeah. Slightly. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, we will be back next week with more AEW chat. Probably, presumably more Vince fallout, more Ring of Oh Jesus! Now Tony's microphone's falling out. We got to get out of here before this podcast studio <laughs> just explodes. Falling down. The gods. The gods have had enough of this show. Uh, all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Goodbye. Thank you.